Go. It's Michael Tidwell, Paul. Uh. My last name is pronounced sports. And Michael B. Casey. Block time. It's block time, and this is Michael Tidwell. Oh, fuck. Michael Tidwell. And Michael B. Casey. Nice. Block time. (laughs) All right. I don't know how to. I don't know know how to use my computer. Yeah. Did you want to just start over? Just do the just the one time because it's going to confuse the shit out of people. (laughs) Yeah, we should. All right. It's block time. This is Michael Tidwell, and this is Michael B. Casey, and I have the honor of. Where's Paul? Right there. Well, I'm, I was going to say, and I have the honor of introducing Paul once again under a new team, the Honey Badgers. Why doesn't Paul introduce himself? Well, he's really a man that needs a no co-host. introduction. <laughs> All right, Paul. I think that it's important for me to get introduced because <laughs> sometimes I have a little bit of trouble remembering which team I'm playing on. Oh, is that it? Amnesia. Selective. <laughs> oh. It's it's all those head yeah, injuries. I have a, yeah, yeah, that's I have a medical, what it is. I have a medical condition, and <laughs> I prefer if people didn't make fun of me for not not being able to remember my team. My teamnesia. <laughs> it's important that people know the right which team I'm on. And yeah, that's it's always the, the right team. That's the big thing, right? And I think that somehow it's easier for Michael Tidwell to remember the team. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> yeah, I want. I wonder why that is. He knows more about the teams um, and the leagues than I think anyone because he's the only one that has the official league spreadsheet for everyone in the entire world. So you got to tell me, though, Ultimate Frisbee, were you expecting that as the sport this week? Uh, you know, I, people call me up and they say, we need you to play for this team. And I just I said yes, and I was a, a different sport again. All right, so let's go That's over. Let's let's do our sports recap. The obviously the Amanda Dashbees are out of the playoffs. They lost to the Zcash Zucocks this week. Um, I mean, what happened there, that Paul? Was terrible. I mean, you actually the the good well, part is you know, is you got traded. No one really knows. It was zero knowledge proof. So the game just started, <laughs> oh, and then and then the people were playing, and then they just submitted proof that they had won the game at the end. Well, you can't argue and, that. You, you know, can't argue with that logic. The math checked it out. <laughs> the math we really couldn't out. understand what plays they were even So they won. Time. <laughs> I mean, the, it the, seemed like it was mostly like a fork of Bitcoin's plays, <laughs> but just with a couple of new <laughs> mysterious plays added in that somehow, and then that's And they were very memory intensive, like right? <laughs> very memory intensive plays. Yeah. Yes. Paul, Paul, I'm yes, just happy that the, the BCL rules are so lenient that you're able to be traded uh, mid mid uh, playoffs. So uh, at least at least that's yeah. that's good. You're actually uh, it's, it was actually it was mid game. Actually, <laughs> I just got pulled right out of the game. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, said, and uh, you got put on right here, onto the Honey Badgers, and you're able to beat out the Much Doge Berry team. And you're actually going to be. So. You're going to be up against your rivals, the the Zoococks, uh, next week. So uh, again, yeah, yeah. you you, you just yeah. can't get well, away maybe, from them. Hopefully, it will be a sport that has more knowledge, not zero knowledge, <laughs> and we'll be able to use that to <laughs> to our advantage. But you know, I'm not sure. They might pull. They could easily pull any number of wild cards out of that way up their sleeve because we don't. No one really knows what they even do. They're pretty snarky, man. 
Yeah. They are. Ooh, good. <laughs> All right. That's the worst thing about it. Here, here's Terrible here's some other here's some other crazy news. The Ethereum elephants went lost to the Pepe Cash alt right, and not just by a little bit. It was yeah. a large margin. The Pepe Cash alt right is up thirty eight percent this week. Can you believe that? Wow. Junseth really screwed I up. Cause... I think. Well, you know. There was a problem with the Ethereum. Uh, you know, they had a, they had a, they had some plays that involved two or three, or two of three people, and it turns out they just had a lot of fumbles with those, and <laughs> a couple they, they just let the enemy get, get the ball on those, <laughs> and uh, that's um, made the difference between them and all the Pepe Cash uh, this last week. So yeah. they really need to improve and that run some drills on that area. Probably the the least perf- least performant teams or the the least exciting teams, the Monero Mooners and Litecoin Reading Lights, uh, kind of a snoozer this week, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think they're just you know they're just taking it easy. They're letting the other teams uh, screw it up, and they're just they'll be back though. They've got they've got a lot of so, fight in yeah, so I, I don't the know. Monero the Monero Mooners edged out. The Litecoin reading lights, they're actually playing against the Pepe Cash alt-right. Um, but it seems like the Pepe Cash alt-right is on fire. I don't know if the Monero Mooners even have a chance. Um, we'll see. We'll have to wait I, till next week. I think the uh, Litecoin reading lights lost the uh, Segwit home field advantage. Uh, I, I think definitely. That's the, I <laughs> I mean, there, what is what's the purpose of the yeah. of the reading lights anymore? That I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Without yeah. that segment home field that advantage, segment would make a big difference, but it didn't. You know, I guess it just didn't make a difference. I mean, compared to the rings. There we go. Onion rings or whatever. And there is your sports recap. If you want to help support uh, Paul's sports team uh, now on the uh, Bitcoin Honey Badgers. Please donate to the donation addressed in the description of this video or audio. Hey, speaking of audio, all funds, all funds will go. All funds will go to an unknown <laughs> purpose. <laughs> all yes. funds will go to a mysterious purpose. So, <laughs> no, but did you hear about? Uh, I I can't remember if we talked about this last week or not. S- SoundCloud's going away. Yeah, yeah. You, well, we didn't talk oh, about terrible. it, but yeah, dude, that, that I sucks. Mean, wh- we just we paid gonna, for it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> dude, I feel like I, we we got scammed. Yeah, we totally got scammed. Yeah, I, yeah. Where where are we going to upload our? I don't audio? know. Like, I guess iTunes. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a pod. It's going to be an audio. Well, I mean, only. We're, if we're on, if we're on, if we're on Exotica, <laughs> might as well just go straight to Uport. But yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's it. it, it it really makes you wonder how much it costs to host the data. I, I don't really know exactly what their expenses are. I'm guessing it's just data center well, costs. Yeah, I mainly, guess I guess or, their business model just was not working out for them. Because I mean, um, if you have all these like free sites like YouTube and stuff, and I mean, you you don't have to pay for anything. Why why did we pay for SoundCloud? I don't know because it was like the best thing. Go. What are, what other podcast ones are there? I mean, we. I, I really don't know. The only probably, reason I use SoundCloud is because everyone else was using. Hey, SoundCloud. if anybody has any suggestions, you know, hit yeah. the comments. Let us yeah, know. Maybe, maybe we can get subsidized and do it like on, like IPFS or something. Oh right? yeah, for free. Something free, like that. free storage forever. I think. So what are we talking about this week? All right, let's look at the notes. We got a lot of stuff happening. A lot of stuff I was not able to research and. I was just busy with work this week, so hopefully I want to be asking like a lot of stupid questions, and well, obviously the, y'all the, can just help me. The big news of the week uh, just yesterday: we got a lock in a BIP ninety one. Woohoo! 
Yeah, I mean, I guess that was the cause for like the what twenty percent rally. Yeah, the twenty percent jump in the one day. Well, yeah, I mean, markets like certainty, right? And that's pretty certain, more certain than we've been for like years now, right? I want to know, really. Okay, so I wasn't really able to follow this because I looked at Dip ninety one, and uh, I, I was wondering, okay, why is it Bip ninety one? We just had we we're just talking about Bip one forty eight. Why are we going back? Is it like weird grouping? That was actually kind of funny. Yeah, uh, about like the bit schema. grouping. I actually tweeted Luke Dash Jr. Like, how are you determining the whatever? It's, and, it, and it's pretty much he he try, uh, Luke Dash Jr. tries to group the bit numbers uh, close together that are related, but obviously. Like, you know, if, if there's more than 10, then he just, like, picks, like, a random new, like, decimal or, you know, like, base I mean, 10 for a, that. There's, there's only been, because we're up to, like, 150 or whatever or it's for as far as total numbers, but there's only been, like, like 40, 40 to 50 bips or something. In yeah, total. Paul, do you know what we're talking about? Did you did you look at the, the tweet I, I made? No, the numbering is really weird. It the is. numbering, like, doesn't really make did, any sense. Did you see, did you see, Mike, did you see Mike in Space and Mike Casey's comments? They had some really witty, funny comments on there. About uh, bip scaling. No. Well, I, I said, I said, well, what, well, what they're going to do now? Because, because Mike and Space said, of course, do we have a plan to scale the bip system? And of course, you know, <laughs> I responded that, that the only plan, the only plan that we could possibly have is to make all of the bip numbers X and segregate them into a different system. Where yeah, we will then determine the a new thing mm-hmm. of a Merkle tree. Yeah, of a Merkle, of yeah. That's see, you should join in on that convo. <laughs> yeah. Combo. Yeah. Yeah, combosation. Yeah, that. that what uh, does what does Mike in space do what? when he is not crashing people's Twitter <laughs> threads? Uh, he's I, recording nothing. He's recording crazy stuff. Like like yeah, what does he I do? Wonder so. if Mike in space has a day job. Oh, I'm I'm sure he does. <laughs> he like what if what if like I think I, we does, go to cause... what if we go to Canada and we like go to like some like Target or Walmart Road type trip. place, <laughs> and he's like checking us out in like the <laughs> checkout aisle or. He, he like works so, at like a, so, like a CBS. Supposedly, again, shout shout I out mean, to Mike Space for to the you new on intro. the way back and forth to work. So apparently, he has something that he has to go to. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he, most likely he's a male stripper. C- congratulations on your appearance in the uh, uh, season finale, Michael Tidwell. Oh, was, thank uh, you. I was uh, I was very honored, Mike in Space. Uh, if the you're Bit- listening, Bitcoin car talk. It's very honored to be in the season finale with all the famous other people. I got. I must say, it's getting weird. <laughs> it's getting Eric Andre <laughs> weird. Yeah, it's slowly that, uh, getting to Eric yes. Andre level, which which I'm not. Which I think uh, is kind of funny. I, I love it because I didn't really know who Eric Andre was until uh, Mike in Space says this is my goal. Oops, <laughs> oops. Maybe I wasn't supposed to say that. Um, but anyway, like, the guy says, "So yeah, no, the finale was like very weird. It was much weirder than I thought it would be. <laughs> it was just like I was like, I knew this would be weird, but it like it just like made no. Everyone was doing the stuff, and it was just all the audio at once, and it just made no sense at all. And then it just ended. Yeah. And then Sam somehow died. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of surprised by that. I was hoping he would pull through. But no, no. I mean, I mean, when when that <laughs> scene, the, the scene where he, the scene where he drinks the the liquid thermite liquid was thermite. hilarious. I like the. Is that his? Is that Mike in Space's voice? Who's doing like the British thing where he talks about it's liquid thermite? Is that him? I no. I'm pretty sure he's. Who's ho- he's whose horse is that? No, you I know always how, pictured Adam back. 
Is it like a fiber? It's definitely not his voice. No, no, no. It's like a fiber thing. Or fiber. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, is it a fiber thing? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. It did sound a little like Adam back then. (laughs) Well, whoever it was. Well, because it had like a vaguely British accent. Yeah. There's one thing that that annoyed me about that voice was he was like, I think that. He, He did like a lot of. So. Okay, at this point, we, we've actually talked more about the video than the video was actually long. So we should probably move back to, like, BIP91 and what's yeah. been going on how there. Do we, how, how do we tangent to Bitcoin I, card talk? I just said congrats, but well, yeah. Congratulations <laughs> to anyway. your parents. Uh, anyway. Um, anyways, BIP91, BIP I want to ask dumb questions for smart to smart people. So Uh-oh. Yeah, you're going to be out is, of luck there, buddy. How is BIP91 right, related to Segwit2x? So BIP91 is a portion of Segwit2x. Uh, it, it, uh, James Hilliard, I believe, uh, came up with it as a way to activate Segwit. Uh, and back, back in May yeah. of 2017. So May of 2017. So, so Segwit, as, if you'll all remember, BIP141, which was the initial uh, start-off BIP for Segwit, there are three, um, was, it, it was a threshold of 95% <laughs> minor consensus by, what was it? November. You're talking about September. BIP 141? BIP 141. Yeah, right. so BIP 141 was like the 95% yeah. that Adam Back thought would be done in, by 2016. Yeah, you know, every, everybody thought it would be adopted very readily, and it was not. So, uh, But, I mean, if you have anything that even has a minor little bit of contention at all, 95% is just not going to happen. So uh, what they did for Segwit2x is they put it down to what some believe is a more reasonable level, which is 80%. Uh, because like even right now, Segwit2x hasn't gotten close to 95%, and it probably never will, right? You know, unless, unless it activates and starts orphaning stuff. But um, uh, anyway, so it, it's it's sitting now, uh, or it's, it's over the 80% threshold, which means it has locked in per BIP91. I mean, yeah, is it pretty much blocks. is it pretty much BIP141, but just a different percent? Well, well, what? It, yes. Yeah, yeah. What? Okay. It, yeah. So it really has nothing to do with the two megabyte hard fork. No, at all. N- n- um, right. not ninety one. Okay. So, so people were signaling BIP ninety one. How does that in any way ensure that people will run Segwit two X code? So, you, you or know, or does it not? Maybe it, it doesn't. It it strictly all it does is it uh it, it, it they're they're flagging for it. So you could actually take any code you want and flag bit one and or bit one and bit four yep. uh with appropriately and it would be count as a vote toward activation. Yeah. I, I don't actually think there are many people doing that, but like like Jihan actually, interestingly enough, he tweeted out that he was uh flagging bit four and not bit one is what he said he was doing. Why it, why is that? Uh, just I guess protest vote <laughs> or something. What, I don't tell, know. Tell me, tell me, bit one and four. Tell me. So, so bit one is is one forty one. Okay. And and, and uh, bit four is the two megabyte hard fork. And he said he's running the Segwit code, but he specifically altered the code to change the flagging not to flag bit one for a bit. And I guess that was just as a fuck you. But but <laughs> but but is that I mean because is that because uh, he doesn't want it to be activated like well i mean it doesn't matter because we already hit 80 percent threshold yeah without well i mean main. yeah exactly well so, no 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 i mean they they switched it back and forth i think he was just being a dick you know but okay so so essentially <laughs> bitmain helped get us over the 80 yeah. percent threshold well, with I mean, bit 91 yeah they, they were so the fact that jihan Wu 
or or the fact that Bitmain actually signaled for BIP91, isn't that kind of like a shocker? Not really. Not to me. No? I mean, we'll see. Hold on. So this, this goes back to the New York agreement, which they signed up for. Right, and it was it part goes of the back, agreement that they had to. And yeah, it goes but, back to the Hong Kong agreement. Okay, They've but, been in agreement of this for like the last year but and it, a half. But it didn't go into specifics on how they would signal for Segwit or implement it. Is that? Well, it, it was like open really to implementation. It did say, it did specifically say, I think it said bit four or something, but and it didn't really matter, but it said. Yeah. And I think that was a kerfuffle because one in mind, and they would have had to rewrite a bunch of stuff. So they switched it later. So if I say it's not really so. Sorry, the uh, so I think the important thing to keep in mind is like what is the signaling for? And some people interpret it as a vote, and other people interpret it as like I haven't had time to upgrade my software yet, and other people interpret it different ways. But it's like real controls is fifty one percent because. If you want to activate new rules, you can, and then you can just reject all the blocks that don't follow those. So a miner has 51%. They can do whatever new rules they want, including just rules that just make all the blocks blank and have no transactions at all. Yeah, well, in weirdo pure, stuff like that. pure game theoretically, yeah. But, I mean, especially because you're, you're not really talking about miners. You're talking about pool operators. And if a pool operator were to do that, then you would see shifting of the pools and they would lose their 51%. But You, you would. Know, the pools are... The game theory are, is a little um, more agents. complex, but yeah. The pools work for the hash... Excuse me, the hashers. It's their job to make hashers are happy. So they are kind of proxies for but but what you're you're saying is technically correct yeah 51 percent of the miners define bitcoin yeah Yeah. do do uas so the hash rate if 51 percent of the hash rate move its hash rate from one pool to another pool if they didn't like yeah so if they wanted to do a certain thing so so um so if you've got 51 percent of the hash rate you can do whatever you like uh as far as adding new rules is concerned yep specifically um so this is the kind of a thing which was kind of like a little bit of a safer version of because people were wondering like what do we do with 141 because it's not happening and so some people thought okay well let's lower it and that's the origin of 91 and part of the new york agreement is a was something that was 91 close enough to 91 that it ended up becoming 91 in practice and so the segwit 2x thing is basically bip 91 plus a, a promise or something. Well, it's like it's basically a promise to activate Segwit on, uh, via BIP91 and a promise to hard fork in six months. Which so it's two uh, promises. It's actually ninety days is what they have in the code. So it's six months per the New York agreement, but I think it's ninety days in the Segwit two X code. So if you you know if you go by that, That's of course I didn't I didn't know that. I don't know. I don't know when the clock starts because the May agreement that was already like two months ago. I, I think. I think the clock actually. Well, I don't know about for the the New York agreement, but the clock starts for the ninety days. I think once Segwit is activated, so not even locked in. I think it actually has okay, to be activated. Yeah, I, I think that's the case. I don't know. I'd have to double check. So, and that's ninety days until it just 
flips the it, black yeah. size and black weight. Right. And, and, by two. and anybody running the Segwit 2X software uh, as it is, if they don't stop running it, um, which you can signal for bit one and four without running that software. So, so they don't have to be running it right now. But if anybody who is running it uh, accepts the hard fork. So there definitely will be a certain amount of hash power that will hard fork come that day. So speaking in a strict game theory kind of sense, the um, the bit signaling is what we would call cheap talk. It doesn't mean anything at all, except for one thing, which is that it does mean that you are aware that flipping the bit means something. So if people say, okay, we're going to flip bit number three, bit number three to activate something, you know, check sequence verify or whatever, and you flip bit three, then it shows that kind of means that you evidence that you know what's go that something is happening with bit three, because you could have done nothing, you would be fine. And that since you it's that weak evidence that you know something's going on with bit number three, it's also weak evidence that you have in fact prepared for check sequence verify and you've upgraded all your software and stuff. But other than that, it's uh, it is easy to just it's and a my, game I know theory for a fact tool. that miners run custom software yeah. anyway to like maximize their fee income or they whatever they are gonna do, they will um, they have all this extra custom stuff about, uh, you know, like, uh, I, I don't think selfish mining, but like certainly like the spy mining and the SPV mining, and they have been optimizing that, even if they haven't selfish mined. What does that mean, spy so mining? So they definitely run their own stuff. Yeah, you want to go into that real quick, spy mining? Because I heard that term this week, actually, while I was reading some stuff. <clears throat> spy mining is very clever. So SPV mining, there's two levels. Uh, so like normally when this was first set up, Miners had to download a block. They would say, okay, there's a new block. And they'd say, okay. So they'd get the block. And then they'd check it to make sure that it was correct. And then they'd start mining on top of it. Right. And that's how it normally worked. And there was really no kind of issues with that because it was brand new. And, you know, obviously everyone was worried about more important things. But as time went on, the miners got more and more specialized and they, the difficulty r rose, and so the margins are lower, and so people are just trying to earn more and more money out of their mining stuff, and there's more, there's a much higher load of transactions. The blocks are bigger. They take more time to process. They take more time to find out about them. It takes more time to validate them. And, you know, the time you spend validating the block is time that you can't really spend mining. You have to decide. So you say, I'm mining block number 13. Someone says they found block 14. And you're like, oh, okay, I don't know if they really have or not. And so you can check the header very quickly and say, oh, there's enough work on header number 14. Uh, but if you, you don't know, the, header block, the block header for block 14 contains the hash Merkle root. Then you got to download all the transaction data that's in this block, supposedly. And you got to make sure that it, each transaction is correct and that it's all in the, you know, in the Merkle tree in the right order and everything. And so you need to check all this stuff. And so if you're while you're checking, you you wouldn't be mining on top of block number 14. You wouldn't be trying to find block number 15. So what SPV mining does is it just says, well, you know, you just check the header or you just check almost nothing. And the, the header is always 80 bytes. And it's easy, all the work is done on the header. So you can check that the header is right. And who would do a huge amount of work? On an invalid block, anyway, only a crazy person. Yeah, so wasting money. 
you just you take that and then you use that. Um, you don't know which transactions were included in that block, but you just start mining the next block anyway with with blank. Right. Completely empty. That's, and you yeah. don't let any transactions in because you can't accidentally let two in. You understand? Because then you would have double spent and then your block would be invalid. Uh, so that's SPV mining, right. which you probably already know. Can yeah. I ask a, can I ask a mining, question about yeah, that? Yeah, no, no. Before when, you go on? Okay. Can I ask a question about that before you go on? To Sorry, spy mining? No, no. He didn't, yes. make, he so, didn't get to spy SPV. mining yet. I said before you get to spy okay. mining, can I ask a question about SPV mining? Yes. So why? It, I mean, it seems like from the way you described it, we would have like every other block be empty. Well, no. Like, like that, that would that would be. It only takes you. That'd be more normal. No, than no, no. That. It only takes you. The the thing is, it's a disadvantage of like you know whatever six or eight or nine seconds or something. Okay. So, so the first. Yeah. So then that is in fact what we do see. We when we when we see blocks that are found quickly one after They're another. Usually blank. Oftentimes, even though the mempool is very large. Okay, the that, that makes second sense. block will be empty. Okay, that right. We actually sense. do see right, that. Right. And, right. But it's it's much less with SPV mining than if they were trying to verify the entire block. Because right. that would be like let's, a minute. Let's, you know, let's go to spy mining seconds. now. Yeah. yeah, so please yeah. go on. And in fact, there is, there is something else that I call the hipster mining as kind of a joke. Because the if you find two blocks, so you find one block and you can't, transactions are included. And so what was happening for a little while, or some people thought, when two blocks are found very quickly after another, they're SPV mining the second block. They don't know which transactions to include, so they intentionally pick like some of the worst transactions around, because they're pretty confident I mean, they're that they not weren't gonna in the first be in the block, next one. Yeah, but they, but they want to get some transaction fees. It's in the mempool, so they intentionally load them with the junk ones, and so then, so they were kind of getting rid of those. So, so that's those what, are two what did things you call that are hipster not blocks. And the answer to your question. Those what? are those are hipster yeah. blocks. They go. That's they, a good name. Yeah, because they're picking up the cheap stuff. They yeah. go for the and 40 they're trying to like you know. The PB, cool. They want the PBR uh, transactions. They go yeah. for the thirty percentile, you know. <laughs> so so now yeah, let's get so to spy mining. Things, yeah, neither of those things answer your question. So mm -hmm. spy mining is uh, you mining block thirteen. SPV mining is someone says they found block fourteen and you want to validate it. You want to start mining without validating it completely. But spy mining asks the question, what if the person finds 14 and they just don't even tell it at all? Flaw in that plan. Because you'd prefer to SPV mine if you could. Maybe they won't even tell you. So what spy mining is, is you connect some of your uh, hash rate to, the to other like pool. every pool. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And then when they oh. – so they're, then you're, they're screwed okay. because either they play an endless cat and mouse game where they try to like figure out who is – um, where, where the hash power is coming from, which is like almost impossible, really. And it's like a huge amount of effort for no reason. Uh, so either they try to figure that out, which they really can't. And since they can't, then they have to decide, do they want all of their pool's hashing power on the next block or not? So they have to choose yes or no. And then if they choose yes, then you just, your computer, you have your computer watching carefully for when it flips over, and then you have it fli all yours flip over. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's 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 really, yeah, really tedious. interesting. So, so I mean, that's, I've never heard it termed spy mining yeah. before. That's a very good name for it. Um, but, yeah, it's it's hilarious because every pool is contributing to every other pool just so they can get information yes. about what they're doing, which is Yeah, it actually crazy. helps a lot. Yeah. With uh, <laughs> it, helps, it actually helps solve numerous problems, even though it's super, like, well, I mean, backhanded. From, and, like, from a game theory perspective, so I mean, it's really yeah. – it makes perfect sense. I mean, you know, what else are you going to do? Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. If it's your problem, you're the miner. Yeah. It's your problem to get the next thing. You, you know, you know what I mean? Like this is actually, it's actually them working to make the block propagation 
as short as possible because they're saying like, I need to know what that next block is. So I'm going to rip it out of the, right out of the, you know, data stream of my rival competitor. It's pool. competitive it's just, cooperation it's cool. is what it is. It's, it's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess, I guess you can't. I mean, because Bitmain doesn't let public people hash in their pool. It's all just Bitmain, right? Uh, I have no, no idea. Bit Bitfury, I think, is like that. Okay, okay. Bitmain's not. I mean, I mean, pretty much anyone with an so open I public pool I don't know can if, do that. I too. don't know if Bitfury is an open pool, but I do know they don't sell their hardware. So I don't know if their pool's open. You can join to it, okay. uh, but they yeah. don't sell their obviously, hardware. Obviously, obviously, any. Any pool that's publicly open, you can do this too. So they yeah. they sell hardware, but only like big hardware. They don't sell like individual ASIC units. But yeah. What's what's wait big hardware as in like so like they had a twenty quantity of no they had a twenty million dollar thing that you could load on the back of a semi truck and that was like like the, one machine yeah <laughs> did it <laughs> have was, just a bunch of ASIC yeah ant miners like, in it no no, 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 no actually, I'm talking about bit uh, yeah I don't even think it fits on the semi truck no it's it was the, like a train marine it's the marine container that goes on a ship yeah. Wait so a minute. That's the only thing that they sell. That's the smallest unit that Bitfury sells. That's the only sells. thing that they sell. <laughs> they sell. Well, the thing is, they sell the individual it chips, but they're dollars. You plug them into a big thing. Yeah, yeah. It costs like it costs a huge. It costs like I don't know. How, do you know how much it costs? I think it costs like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh I God. thought it was twenty million dollars for like like the the big yeah, big one. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh. Yeah, it was like yeah, it was Dude, some it's, outrageous it amount. Yeah, you know, you <laughs> know, know a couple people were yeah. looking at it. Like I, I think Tony Galippi was like, well, I don't know. <laughs> no, you know, you know that one guy who who has like I don't know a hundred something ant miners. I could see him like trying to buy one. Yeah, well, for two hundred mil or twenty million dollars, yeah, I don't know. You know, there's not many people that can afford that. I, you know who? I'll bet you who could afford that is John McAfee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. So, so who's, oh, speaking of John he's starting McAfee, starting up a pool, isn't he? In, a, in Alaska, right? In Alaska, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there's a there was a he quote really, this uh, week. He really doesn't. He really doesn't have any idea what he's doing. <laughs> no, I mean, oh, my favorite comment on his tweet. Just for the people who don't know, he tweeted out that in three years from now, Bitcoin will be five hundred thousand dollars, and like, people will start questioning him. He says, "If I'm wrong, I'll eat my own dick on national television." And I love this. One of the first comments afterwards says, John, I doubt it, but just in case, I suggest mustard. Or I, I recommend mustard. <laughs> God. I recommend mustard with it All or right, something. Uh, Did you see someone bet him? Yeah, no. Did you see like, someone made a totally ridiculous bet? Uh, it was like 10 to 1 odds or something with $50,000 minimum. Yeah. I, I don't know no, how it was real 10 that to 1 is. Odds and no, did you see? I someone Someone looped me in, and I did the math. So... So it's like, so it's something like, uh, let me try to, I don't want to screw it up. So I remember it's 20, 250,000. It was, uh, okay. So I think it's, yeah, it's 10,000 maximum. And then it was 50, 50, 50K, 50K minimum. I can't hear you. 50K minimum, 50K minimum. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then 10 to 1 odds. And then I was thinking 10 to 1 odds in the person's favor, like not McAfee's favor. I was like, wait, what? Like. Yeah, in, in McAfee's favor. So oh, in maybe we should just favor. look it up so we don't confuse anyone. But uh, well, if it's in McAfee's the, favor, that's kind of that's kind of like getting in like three years. If you put in fifty thousand dollars and get five thousand dollars back on your fifty k, you're getting you're averaging ten percent, like three point three three percent per year. That's actually not that good. Now that I think about it. Because you would only get if you're doing ten I'm to just, one odds. No, no, I mean, honestly, I don't think there's funny, ever going, going to, to be up. a bet. 
Like, oh, yeah, I, 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 don't, think, I don't think so either. <laughs> that, but, that's not going to happen here. But I was thinking, Paul, that it was 10 to 1 odds in the person in the other person's favor. So, like, if you put up 50K, I'll give you $500,000 in three years. I don't I, know if that, I don't know. I, I, oh, okay. That is what it was. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I get, I'd imagine because like he, that, that was a pretty strong vote of confidence he gave there. Uh, no, I mean, it's not no, often but, one but, uh, threatens to eat their own dick. But it's like, <laughs> yeah. That's how, yeah. That's how you know someone's either crazy confident yeah, or, or and just crazy. crazy. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no, but, but uh, he also said he puts his money on Jihan Wu. He's smart and he, that's where the money's at. He also said that. Which, uh, yeah, I mean, it's funny. The so, only, I feel like the only reason I care about John McAfee is because like, we met him in TN, TNABC. Yeah. And uh, he got interviewed by medium. BU. But, yeah. uh, but, well, I mean, and then he gave the keynote speech there. It was mostly about Thai lady boys. But he slipped some Bitcoin stuff in there. It was pretty cool. Uh, a lot of it was like crazy Russian hacker shit. Like, you know, do not keep your shit on your I, mobile phone. I, I think, like, I think the, the coolest thing about his keynote was, hey, I've downloaded every malware. You know those things that you're not supposed to touch when you watch porn? I always click them. And now my Bitcoin are gone. So like, <laughs> yeah, I thought, so that's what he like, does. Yeah, I thought that was like, oh, that's actually interesting because no one's really doing that. No one's well, like purposely I mean, trying to get that's, hacked. No, that's what security research is, right? That's what all of the you know malware companies are doing. They, they attempt to get infected, you know, all the antivirus. Yeah. Usually yeah, I, in I, a controlled manner. I don't know why. I, re- I remember some TED Talks, but... What's up? What's I'm gonna the open bet? it again so we can look. Okay, here's the thing. Is this on a website or Twitter? John oh, McAfee bets a hundred thousand, and he won't bet more than five thousand. And Ari, Paul, last name Paul, no relation. Uh, <laughs> he says he'll give John McAfee ten to one odds. So, um, so McAfee is saying that he'll bet. Uh, he'll bet up to 500,000. And so this guy puts up 5 million of his own money. Um, and so then oh, I did this why math the over fuck, here. Why the Is fuck real? would he give him odds? No, but but here's the best part. You're hedging against your bets. If Bitcoin actually goes to 500,000. Well, 500, no, what's 000, the bet in? Bitcoin yes. or dollars? Yeah, that's No, it's in dollars. So let me explain to you exactly what it is. So what Ari does is he bets 5 million against John McAfee's 500,000. Uh, then, um, yeah. So you see, that's ten to one odds. Five million against five hundred thousand, yeah. and then he takes. Not only does he have five hundred million in this bet, it's not. Excuse me, five million. Not only does he have Ari has five million in the bet, he also takes two hundred fifty thousand, and he just purchases Bitcoin with it straight up. Yeah. And, oh, and so now, he hedges his loss. Yeah. 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 I mean, I so mean, now the only so I, I if he if he loses the bet, then he owes McAfee five hundred thousand. Yep. Um, uh, wait, no, I don't want to screw it up. So if, no, 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 no. He, he owes him five million. Five million. He owes him five million. Or yeah, 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 yeah. So let me explain. I'm gonna, I screwed it up. I'm sorry. I did this explicitly so I wouldn't screw it up. And I, so if if the price of Bitcoin is zero, for fifty thousand, because he lost the two hundred fifty thousand that he spent on Bitcoin, and he gets from McAfee five hundred thousand. So he still gets minus two hundred fifty gains. Two hundred fifty thousand. Yep. That's if the price of Bitcoin goes to zero. Now, as you were saying. Um, Michael B. Casey. The only conditions under which he loses the bet, uh, John McAfee, are when the price is uh, really, really high. And specifically, it's so high when 62.5 million right. in his case, worth of Bitcoin. Yeah, he's, he's going to make out like a bandit. <laughs> so after he pays John Fee, 
he's up still up 57.5 million yeah. so he either makes 250,000 or and then he makes slightly more as the bitcoin price goes up and then it's in a straight line from there he makes uh it's it goes it goes down by 5 million uh, as soon as it hits this whatever the price was well uh, whilst offering 10 to 1 odds i mean but i mean that begs the question that if john mcafee were if he were serious about it i mean why would he bet anything he should be throwing every penny he has into bitcoin and not betting <laughs> correct <laughs> Other that's than, exactly the point so yeah. that's exactly that's exactly correct and i think they actually did the bet so that's some finance 101 for you guys don't you know they actually Don't made the buy bet. Your Bitcoin through some weird intermediary for so, no reason. So they actually sense. they made the bet. I from what I saw on Twitter, they actually did make. Let me check. Right, unless it's been deleted. And even John McAfee says it's a smart bet. <laughs> he <laughs> says no they'll do the have the lawyer draft the docs, and he says you are certainly right, and I'm a fool, but send the docs. So I guess they're going to do it. No, but he's, he's, he's a fool. I mean, no, no, here's, here's a no, so, so John, John has a point to prove. He wants to prove he's right. No, or but at least, you know, he wants to be seen as, oh, my God, that guy called it. You know? No, no, no. But, no. I but, mean, all he's proving is that he knows nothing about elementary well, finance. Hold on, hold on, Paul. <laughs> what can John McAfee do so, to hedge his bets? Well, here's the thing. John, John yeah, I don't think cares. No, 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 no. What can John do to hedge his, his bets? No, let me explain to you. They are the portfolios are the same. Whether he buys Bitcoin or whether he engages in this bet, it's the same portfolio. The problem is when he buys the bet, he's just way overpaying for it. Yeah. The exact same portfolio of exposure. So there's nothing he can do except find some sucker who will, which he won't. You know, I mean, I don't know what he could even do. Like there is, it, it's the, it's no different from, it's no different as if we could do the math and we could decide. It would be no different than John McAfee going to an exchange and putting in a buy a market buy order for like, you know, like ninety thousand dollars. So hold on, Bitcoin, though. Hold and then on. having it immediately filled and then immediately losing like ninety thousand dollars. I, I would I would argue I would argue that that's not entirely the case because you're not factoring in the totality of of the the cost here of the transaction. So think about the non monetary non bet thing. So how much publicity did he just buy? By by making that, yeah, prediction. you're right. That, that is true. <laughs> how, how could he get? I mean, I'm not could sure he get that exposure for that amount of money? I mean, like seriously, because he you know he put a floor on it, so it's know, like he's he, paying millions of dollars. Well, he for lost. This. He's only losing. Yeah, well, he definitely lost at least two hundred fifty thousand dollars. So you have to decide if that's a good way to spend two hundred fifty thousand dollars on that. Well, yeah, it depends. If he no. if he's right, I don't know. It might be worth it to be that prognosticator because nobody's ever going to doubt him ever again. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> But also, an even smarter way to do that though would be to be both people, right? You he makes a fake account, Ari Paul. <laughs> How do you know he didn't? How do you know he didn't? How do you know he is not Ari Paul? Yep, civil I attack. Don't know that. Or that they have some deal. <laughs> Twitter civil I don't know attack. That's <laughs> no, but the, uh, the social media attention whoring it throws a big wrench into a lot of. Yeah. Otherwise, the Twitter civil attack is real. All right, so so here's an interesting thought from uh, the dumbest person here. If John, so depending on how it gets drafted up, if uh, he somehow pulls together sixteen million dollars for per se, like with some investors, he could buy out the entire uh, 
you know, book of, well, of like of exchange. exchange. Yeah. No, but depending on how it's drafted up, it's like true. So depending that's on how true. it's he could drafted drive up, it up as if a, it's like a if, flash spike, yeah, yeah, he could flash spike it to five hundred thousand yeah. by buying the entire order book and then sell it all back. And, 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 well, you and know, then, it's and a pump then, and dump. And yeah, it's it's. <laughs> It's a super pump. A super pump it up. It's a super pump for five million dollars. Get the five million dollars, and true. and then you you have return on well, investment. Well, yeah, and, and also, what are the terms of it? Which exchange are they going yeah. by? What, or, what index? Or, yeah, uh, it, it'd be funny if it's like based on coin market cap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, well, this is funny. I'm pretty this, sure they're going to have to do something about like they're going to have to do something about like two week average or something. Well, this is this is well, yeah, they'd almost have to for it to be legitimate. But um, I mean, this this poses a problem with oracles for smart contracts and any type of thing because you have to draft all the rules out in advance and you have to be very meticulous. And even then, you could totally screw something up. Some some external factor that you've never accounted for. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You know what we're supposed to do for like three weeks in a row now? No. We're supposed to call the the Bitcoin guy. Yeah, let's do that. Hey, Paul, do you want to call? There's this guy in Atlanta that puts up these signs that say. Talk to me about Bitcoin. Yeah, like on the side of the like highway. He, like on the side of the highway. <laughs> like on billboards? No, they're not on billboards. They're like little like uh uh let, let me buy your house. We buy houses now or, or type of there's a oh, there's a couple yeah. of them. There's <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. There's a couple like of them. Election. Yeah. Well yeah, yeah. That's funny. It, what is it just says Bitcoin with a question mark? That's all it says <laughs> in this phone number? Pretty much, yeah. Uh do you want to call him? <laughs> Let's do it. All right. And the better question is should we all talk or just me? No, or? just you. I'm okay. about. So I want to talk to him. You, uh, Paul, if you want to help me out, you just write to me. Just on ask Telegram. him about something vague, like uh, just ask him about what he thinks about Segway or like Schnorr signature aggregation or something funny <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. Ask him something like that. Wait, hold on. Or just I, ask him if it's going to the moon. Oh yeah, I'll totally. Does he Andre Andreas Antonopoulos? Is he an Andreas Antonopoulos fan or a? Andrew Polstra fan. Andreas or Andrew? Dollars to donuts, it's Paxful. Okay, here we go. All right. Let me let me call him on uh let me see if I can if I can do this seamlessly. I thought you were calling him. I am. Oh, you're putting it into the show. Yeah, I I mean everyone's gonna be able to he's hear putting, it. He's putting he's casting a wizardry spell, he's putting it into the show. Love how like in the past if there was like an entire like union crew to like just film it's anything, true. and now it's just like one guy can just like do every possible thing, including host the show. <laughs> I, I'm very talented. All right, so don't fucking say anything, Paul. About to find out how talented you are with after this call. Paul, mute yourself, man. Paul, let's, let's do this straight. Hold on, hold on. Am I muting myself? Paul, shut the fuck up. Hello. Please state your name after the tone. Google Voice will try to connect you. Michael Tidwell. Watch it be someone we know. Hey, Michael. How are you doing tonight? Hey, good. I saw your sign. Uh, it said Bitcoin support and training. Uh, I was wondering what. Uh, I was just kind of getting a feel for like what you're doing. Would you be able to talk for a little bit? So, yeah, by all means, Michael. So my name is Rich. Rich Porter. 
Michael, what had you call the ad? I understand that it's Bitcoin, but are you a miner? Are you a trader? Are you an investor? Are you just curious? I'm really just curious. What what do you what kind of services are you providing? Um, I've been hearing a lot about Bitcoin. What's Got so, it. yeah? I I, I was Got very it. intrigued by your. So sign. let me tell you a little bit. Yeah, let me tell you a little bit about what we're up to. Um, I have a meetup every week now. And I got about two, 250 people on my meetup site and about 30, 40 people come every week. And we're learning how to make money with cryptocurrency. There's 800 coins now. Bitcoin was the forerunner, the blazer the, that, that, that allowed us to 900. I just heard my partner tell me there's 900 coins now. So uh, if you would have gotten started eight years ago with Bitcoin, just $1,000 at 10 cents a coin would have given you 10,000 coins. Today, you'd be $22 million plus richer. Oh, wow. So take that, take that example and put it on the marketplace today with 900 coins out there, one that's going to be longevity, problems, and investing in that today and potentially participating with it, huge difference on people's financial futures. Does this make sense? Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. Support and training is that you come on Wednesday night or we meet and we discuss it. But the idea is, is to help you make crypt, uh, money in cryptocurrency. I'm helping the community do that. Uh, what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll text you a couple links. Uh, one will be for the meetup and the other will be, uh, I just got an app two weeks ago with one of the coins. I bought it three months ago at three and a half cents. It's up to 25 cents now. Wow. So I turned 10,000 into 130,000. Whoa. What coin was that? Uh, that's happening. That's pro currency, pro currency. Their, their white paper describes, oh. um, the white paper is when they go public. It's like a pub, uh, initial public offering. When com when coins go public, initial coin offering, they have a white paper. Their white paper describes that their objective is to uh, bring the, um, the masses, uh, consumers and merchants, using cryptocurrency in their everyday lives. And the systems that they have in place today are going to rock this planet, meaning in uh, last two, two weeks ago, I got an app where I can send a customer to go shopping at 4,500 retailers, Macy's, Best Buy, Walmart, Priceline, all these, and get cryptocurrency rewards. In 90 days, I'll have an app where merchants can start using cryptocurrency for their online business. Wow. Today. So how did you get into this space? I'm just curious. How did I get into this space? Yeah. Like what, what, what got uh, you last involved? Last November, I've been a frustrated real estate investor because I don't like scarcity, competition, and greed so much. I like abundance, education, and cooperation. This, when I saw it, I knew exactly what it was. My wife, my late wife and I, we had all our money embezzled by Bernie Madoff, and she passed away with a massive heart attack. When that happened, um, uh, I, re I, I started fig trying to figure out what to do with my life, and I was in real estate, and it was, it's been a downhill the last six years has been downhill. When I saw this, her and I knew banks were not the answer to our problem. In fact, they were detrimental. The Federal Reserve is not uh, public. It's not federal. It's private. It's a private company, and they're profit-oriented. But I'm not going to go into that. What matters is, is that I saw that this cryptocurrency is an equalizer. 
There's literally 25 million people in Kenya, Africa, using their phones to do banking without banks. Oh, wow. And they are prospering. They are prospering, and they've been doing it for 10 years. The media here is owned by the Federal Reserve, and so that's why 94% of the planet doesn't even know what's happening, because the Federal Reserve doesn't want that competition. Oh, okay. It's going to actually be a benefit to me because it's giving me enough time to get myself in a position where I got enough uh, invested in stuff that when things when the tide does come in, all ships will rise. Will will you do you uh, think a lot of the people into cryptocurrency would consider themselves libertarians? Don't know what that means, and really, I just know that I empower people. I'm a Sunday school teacher, 20 years, kindergarten and first storytelling and puppeteering. What I've been trained in. I'm committed to empowering people to have a life they love and a powerful life. That's all. I don't okay. think anything else. What? So I've been looking at some of these other ones. What do you think about stuff like Monero? I like Monero, but I don't know much about it because I'm going to stay focused. In the next 30 to 60 days, I'm going to be launching my business online. And when that happens, I'll probably have 1,000 people coming in a month. So what's the name of your... Because the people are hungry. What's the name of your meetup group? You're hungry. That's a good sign. I'm going to I'm going to send you a link with all that information. After you get done watching some of the videos and some of the and get the information about the uh, meetup, if you like what you see, text me back your email and I'll send you uh some more information on over the email. Uh the the Flat Shoals Library is where we're holding the meeting every Wednesday 6 to 8. Hey, right. And this week we're talking advanced topics, ICOs and portfolios. We are not financial advisors. So you, if you make any decisions, you may need to make those on your own. Uh, question. Are you on meetup.com? Yes, I am. Atlanta Bitcoin. Atlanta Bitcoin. My name's Rich Porter. Yeah, I'll be sending that to you. I'll be sending you a link over the... Uh, um, let me send that link to you. What's your, your, your name is Michael Tidwell. So question, okay. the, uh, Atlanta, so that's not Bitcoin Atlanta. You said Atlanta Bitcoin. Cause there's, there's, there's yeah. a guy named Rich Clark who runs Bitcoin Atlanta. I'm on meetup.com right now. Um, I, I'm, I'm trying to find it. Uh, is it, is it, let me, I will, I'll text you the link and then you can take a look at the video. And if you like what you see, just text me back your email and I'll send you more stuff. Okay. Cause I'm, 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 um, just about ready to sit down and eat dinner. Sure. I was just trying to figure out cause I use meetups sometimes. I was just, uh, I'm not able to find your group and it, I mean, you have like 200 people coming out to your meetups. That sounds really exciting. Um, Okay, let me go online and make sure that I'm okay. giving you the right information. Cool. Uh, normally, I just send the link. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Are you are you based? Um, you said the Flat Shoals. Is that in Atlanta? Not now. Atlanta dash dash Bitcoin and other digital currency support and training. Oh, this is bizarre. I've never. That's what it's called. I've never heard of your uh, dash 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 Bitcoin. Uh, okay. My logo is digital currency millionaire education. It, okay, so meetup.com slash sorry meetup.com slash dash dash. 
No, meetup.com forward slash Atlanta dash Bitcoin dash pro dash digital dash currency dash support dash training. Bitcoin pro digital currency support and training. Okay. Wow, I'm already up to 250 people. We have about 30, 40 people coming every week. Oh, I thought you said your meetups were like 200-some people. Oh. Okay. I have 250 people, members. Have you ever been to that one meetup meetup group called the Atlanta Blockchain? Yes, it's awesome. Highly recommend it, especially if you like tech. I used to be an analyst, uh, so I know about stuff like that. Cool. Well, uh, I think it's a great group of people. Well, hey, thank you so much for your time. Uh, you can send me over the stuff. Uh, thank you. Have a good day. You're welcome. Have a, you too now. Is he? Is he gone? Is he gone? I don't know. Paul. 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 What? That yes. was that was very awkward. That was very weird. Like that I thought, I thought at first he was a scammer, and then he's just like really confused. He's, I think he's just a really confused person who's been oh. through his struggles. Yeah, he's been through. Like you that were wasn't doing a very good. I mean, that, you were being you were being way too nice. No, 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 no. <laughs> like I thought he was a scammer. I thought he was a scammer. That's I mean, why he still might be. But you no. Been like, I mean, you should have been like, yeah, I want to, I want to send you my money right now. How do I get in on this? I want to make some money. No, Paul, he should have been like, no, 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 no. the the way, the way I was reading that conversation, he was being sincere about just trying to get people rich, like, which is kind of awkward because I really thought he was a scammer and he was going to start talking about one coin or something. I mean, yeah, he didn't go. No, no, like, no, 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 he's talking about ICOs. No, he, 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 he's like your, he's like your typical person who's like fed in. To like the get rich quick, and he's just trying to help people pump. Yeah, he's a pumper. I, I I don't I don't think he was like he's not this type of scammer I thought he was going to be like where he he was going to start saying like okay. give me your money and stuff and that was very awkward because at first he was like yeah we have like two hundred people coming out to the group I'm pretty isn't no, that what he said no no I mean I because I, I read it well, the way that he said it is he's got two hundred members like you okay. know our group has like like but two thousand members or whatever but we only ever get a hundred people that ever show up for anything <laughs> oh no like I was like yeah, thinking but, how do yeah, I not he know said, about this he group? said they had two hundred fifty but he said that like 40 or 50 of them come to a meetup. Yeah, that probably he said not. that. You yeah. were just really excited. No, I th- I, I really really round. thought he said we had like 200 people come out to the Flat Shoals. No, 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 no. he did. He said he had 250 members and he said about like 40 or 50 of them come. Well, no, that was later. He said that. I don't know. I, I, mean, I have to listen well, to it. Was really, but was but really the other sentence. part, we can't I couldn't really hate on him after like after he said like, "Oh, the tab group is good." I'm like, "Oh, Well, fuck. I mean, I'm I'm kind of curious why he's never come up to us and approached us and be like, "Hey, I want to do this thing," you know? No, like, dude, at first I thought he was literally saying like I run like a huge meetup group like of 200 people coming out and then i thought he was trying to uh dot i thought he was trying to uh spoof rich from from bitcoin atlanta nah, yeah this is a different thing we couldn't find his page though but he said he texted or, or atlanta bitcoin is it, does that thing receive text? No, I, Dude, I, I, really I, hope I, not. I found it on google in like one second oh so you found it he, <laughs> tidwell couldn't find it right <laughs> i just googled what he i just googled his phrase ah <laughs> all right anyways that was oh, yeah. google search my first one Oh, okay, caps. That's why. 
Learn to build a portfolio of hundred dollars. Oh, man, dude, this is oh, the man, most scammy. Here, that I gotta, is very scammy. I got. I got to show the really audience. Really scammy. I want to show the that, audience. See, like, that's what? why I was confused. I was like, I don't understand what he's doing here. What I don't understand what you were doing. And then you told him to have a nice day. You're just giving away that you're like making fun of him. <laughs> no, that's not. You true. can't be nice. No, you're like, trying. Dude, I wanted. Nice I wanted to the... talk to a scammer, and and I wasn't getting it. Dude, I Paul. Don't, yeah. Okay. So kind of was though. I mean, he's no more he than a scammer than anyone else, though. Well, I thought he was no, an extra scammer. Well, so he's not. No, he's not like a blatant. I, the question is, what what's his angle? Is he, does he have? I an thought angle? I thought he had an angle pushing one. No, point no, no. Or I mean, his angle is very clear. I mean, it's terrible that his. I don't even know. We don't even know if that's true, but it's terrible that his wife died. But he's been fed all this stuff about you know the the Fed and you know etc. Well, getting you know like everything being like that's like the explanation for his poor real estate career is that. Of this conspiracy of bankers to like screw up his, you know. Well, so here's the thing I found so, interesting. So for the Remember, people he said watching. he has an app coming out, and that's where I think the rub is. If he has his app coming out that you can invest in coins in, there, there's the there's yeah, he said for in everyone 90 days. watching. In ninety days, ninety days. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Look at the, that's the I most that. that's the most scammy logo I've ever seen in my life. It's a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire logo. I know, isn't that even funny? It's yeah. from it's from even be like, like copyright like. Yeah, know, it is. Trademark. It's totally a like a copy a trademark violation. <laughs> All right, I'm not gonna lie. I'm very disappointed in myself for not making that better. Sorry about that, guys. Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I mean, it was a bit. No, it was we, good. we we need it. We need like uh, see like Chris or John Seth would no, have been more no, no, entertaining. No, 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 they way did it really nice. well. They're they, so good. I mean, yeah. They were the best. Yeah, yeah. But that was my first They're go. So I'm not a virgin anymore. I'll, I'll be better next time. I promise everybody. All right. Well, I mean, I, well, it's not over yet. We could see what you know. If, if we, we could, could just call them every day, every week. No, no, we we could get <laughs> some information and see how deep the rabbit hole goes on this thing. Like, cause you I'm, should I'm definitely curious. go to a meetup now. Oh yeah, we have to show up to a meetup the, now. The viewers want to know. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. Well, you gotta show, and you have to like get audio or something. Let's like see. talking heads, you know, like on the office, like do like a talking head is, in the hallway. Just you know, be like, he'll, yeah, he'll never see this. So. <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> it, that would be awkward. I mean, but see, I see. I wanted to make it kind of funny, and like, I didn't really want to make fun of him, but just kind of explore what he was doing. But I really thought, based on like how he was talking at the very beginning and how he was like building it up, he was going to be like, and I have this great opportunity because that's how one coin was. It was just like one coin. They would say they would talk about Bitcoin, and then they would throw you at one. Well, coin. that's exactly what he was doing. Only it was it was alts, and I guarantee you that's the thing is, and that's what I was trying to whisper in your ear was ICO. Is he's probably going to have his own ICO that he's going to pump, and then that's what he's going to be pushing. But you know, millionaire ICO training yeah. pro Atlanta coin. Uh, see, that's the no, problem no, with these. Be, the alt it'll coins, be totally the unrelated. Have a built-in. It'll be totally unrelated to him, but it'll look yeah. like a really good investment. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. These ICOs and all this tokenization, the, as we the three of us know. One of the dirty secrets of many, in addition to being run by totally credulous, ridiculous people, um, is that they have a built-in like MLM scam inside of all of them. So you, no matter what you do, you can't escape the MLM marketing scam well, well, if you do this token thing. Bitcoin is always it, – it's a bit of a, like a pyramid scheme. Any, anything that, that uh, increases yeah. in value is. Like the stock market, same deal. Is is like if you buy a stock, you instantly become a rep for that stock, you know, or whatever. You, you know, you know, well, all like, collectibles do. Yeah, exactly. Any, anything, like, anything you buy. The difference between something that pays, something that uh, stocks and bonds are like derivatives, That's like true. any other derivative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
because they actually they, they channel payments to you. Mm -hmm. So it's an they're, investment. They're like promises to, to pay you portraits of dead presidents or something, and so they have some derivative value in that sense. But collectibles are, I agree, I agree. All collectibles are kind of like circular. There's a little bit of circular logic. It's like why you should collect them, right? You know, like why should you anything, including Beanie Babies and as well as twenty dollar bills. There's kind of like a, you know, it's just like a circularity to it that is um, very interesting. I was real. Were you were y'all surprised that he didn't know what libertarian was when he was bashing? Yeah, that the was Fed? weird. Yeah, I mean, because he was bashing well, I think the he Fed. Just didn't want to be put in a box. Yeah, agree. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. You know you're what right. I mean? Like people don't like to be labeled. It's like a stigma. Well, no, but I, mean, I wasn't. I wasn't really say, labeling him. Though. He didn't say. He didn't say. Oh, I'm. I'm not really of that persuasion. He was. Like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> well, no. I also well, asked. I, think... I also asked. Do you think a lot of people in a cryptocurrency are libertarians? Not like, oh, are you a libertarian? True. Well, see, yeah. that's why I think you threw him off. I think he's like. I think he doesn't really know a lot about, like, other. He might. He, you know, he might not really know. I mean, that's why I thought it would have been funny if you asked him about like side chains or like Segwit or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he didn't get deep he, into. Yeah. No, I mean, based <laughs> on, I mean, I asked him, "Hey, what do you think about Monero?" He said, "I have like he he knew nothing about." It. I mean. He's not a technical guy, and then when he started saying also like, "Oh, the the Atlanta blockchain group, that's a technical group." I was yeah. like, "Ah, He's a very, dude, I can't." This is the least technical thing that and we then, do. And then, and then he was like, "Those are great guys." <laughs> I was like, "Look at," I was like, "Dude, I can't." Uh, uh, Wait, so the name of the thing that you guys do is the Atlanta blockchain group? Yeah, it's not the yeah. Atlanta Bitcoin group. No, no, no. We Atlanta run the we, we, we run the Atlanta blockchain. blockchain. Yeah, we run the biggest blockchain group in Atlanta, which is primarily focused on like so there's bitcoin another group stuff, called so. bitcoin atlanta and and i was and a, a guy named rich runs it and, yeah the guy named rich runs i thought it i thought he was literally a scammer guy. i was like i was going to set him up yeah. for like the biggest gotcha moment because i thought he was literally saying like this is my group it's the biggest group even oh, though it's not rich yeah we know rich not, yeah, we, we've known him for years yeah and, but, and i literally thought he was saying like i'm this guy and i was like oh we got him so <laughs> i was like i was like damn it <laughs> Yeah. See that'd be too that'd be too easy to. I mean that's that's, yeah. that's a weird scam to pull right because it's only a matter of time, <laughs> a matter of a very short amount of time before. So, so for me, jury, <laughs> jury's still out, but that's definitely that website's very scammy. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> very scammy. Let's see. Oh. Anybody who promises this is my whole deal with this stuff. Anybody who promises you you're going to get rich if you buy into any of this shit is completely full John of shit. John McAfee did that, or else he'll eat his own dick. Yeah, but he's not promising people. He's just promising yeah, dude, people no, he that he'll eat his own dick. Yeah, <laughs> which is that's a hell which of a is, promise. I mean, that's <laughs> a lot of. I mean, you get satisfaction you through being rich or watching him do. Well, that. yeah, but I mean, that's a total pump move. I mean, that's the whole thing. <laughs> it's a total pump. That's an understatement. <laughs> right. Well, so so like anybody anybody who's serious about it will, will tell you. No, it's risky. It's all risky. right, all right, all right. I want to say something. I really feel like I should have said. My name was Paul Sports, and I was here for an ultimate frisbee yeah. tournament. I was really upset about that. I should have said, I should have just went with it. Not say that I was with the Bitcoin honey badger, just, just like, like a said fake I'm name. Paul Sports. You could have, you could have said you were like uh, Joshua Unseth or something. You could have done that. Andreas, the decentralized. My name's Andreas. No, <laughs> no, he would know who that was. Uh, uh, oh, uh, I, no, the decentralized Hal identity Finney. program. No, no, Hal Finney. <laughs> yeah, this is Hal Finney. Oh God, back from the dead, huh? <laughs> 
Well, that he would be funny. Know. I he thought about know. doing that. You could try and trip him up on like Bitcoin trivia and yeah. see if he did, like what he does. He probably didn't know anything. Well, remember, I well, he, he was knows. in since November. Here's the thing: is he doesn't know anything year. about Bitcoin. I yeah. guarantee you. Even though he puts Bitcoin yeah. on the sign, that's just to get people to call. He knows nothing about Bitcoin. He probably knows but, it from a user perspective. Well, probably. Yeah, he's probably downloaded a wallet, sent transactions. But I mean, he's not. You know, again, he would describe anything that you or I talk about as technical. You know, so he yeah. And you know, the funny part is, we're like. We don't really consider ourselves technical, no, but like technical, everyone else for, isn't technical. By, maybe Paul, but <laughs> no. But think about all the other podcasts, like Mad Bitcoins and stuff. Oh, they're not technical. Like, yeah, like no. uh, what's that, Adam Meister? Yeah, I would say like, the most technical of, of of all the people on all that is is uh, uh, Epi Epicenter. Oh no, Epicenter cri- stupid cri- crypto, technical crypto network. No, yeah. no, no. I'm I'm saying of the ones that you named uh, would be Jimmy Song. I mean, he's oh, not yeah. super technical, but he's, he, he knows he's technical. what he's talking about. He knows what he's talking about. He goes in deep. Okay. Anyways, yeah. let's let's keep going. Uh, yeah. Where are the what are the notes? So, I was supposed to. You know what? You know what I want to do for next week is make an ICO live. You're gonna make an ICO live. Well, okay. Now, 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 as with everything else, the the only thing that really matters is the name. So what's the name of the ICO? Well, I know. I just I was going to make an ERC twenty token and just name it, you know, block time. You have block to come time up with coin? a good name. Block time coin. Well, what about like uh, the, the crypto league coin or some bullshit? <laughs> I don't. Know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I have no plans of ICOing uh, Paul. Sp- I'm not. I have. I have no intention of of making money off the backs of the hard sport, you know, athletes. Of the BCL, okay. All I have right. no well, intention. You know, I mean, I know they're not getting paid. It's like college sports. Is it? It's it's kind of messed up that the colleges make you know millions of yeah. dollars and the athletes don't make anything. Mike, that would be messed so, up so, okay. if we made money off of that. So you need a white paper, right? <laughs> so essentially, it means I'm IC, I'm doing an ICO. You need two things for an ICO. You need no no a for an ICO. Name. You need a name. And uh, you know an ERC twenty, so you just change a couple a white variables pep, in the standard white... ERC twenty contract. <laughs> so and that takes a couple of minutes, a- and you need a white paper. <laughs> so, white Pepe. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's what you have to have, and apparently, if you do that, somebody will give you several million dollars. So I mean, I think I think I've added the most utility. I'm actually committed a resource myself into going through this. On my podcast and showing everyone the the brackets and stuff. So, so I mean, are we doing a block time coin? Is that, is that what it is? All right. Anyways, let's uh oh, let's talk about the ETH hack multi sig stuff. We did talk oh. about it during the sports flash. Speaking of ICOs, holy crap! So like a bunch of them had uh, had their funds locked up in multi sig wallets, and that did not end up well. But it, but they were talking about like anything before or at version one point five or something of some kind of software i don't I, I really don't know i don't know i didn't read up as much about it paul you may know the paul, most about did you this. hear did you hear the specifics well i don't think the specifics really matter i mean the, the what matters is that ethereum is like you Pwned. know it's like a, starting over with a fresh sheet of paper which means that they're gonna have to learn every single lesson the hard way whatever the lesson is and so it's not really relevant it's just like don't do that you know just it already exists like Bitcoin was the smart thing to do. Um, but instead, of course, they wanted to turn it into a big project. And so that's what they have now. Now they have to go down the line. They have to relearn every single thing that's ever been learned for science. So good luck with that. That was that was Cletus's complaint, too. He's like, why did they rewrite everything? It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. 
does not. Well, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense, like on day one. You know what I mean? It's like as if you decided to build your own house, and you're like, I can make this house however I want. I could put the garage in the middle or something, you know. And you could do whatever you want. And it's not until like later, you know, it's not until like the winter or until like it rains a lot, or that you figure out like that why it is that idea. humans yeah. <laughs> did it some other way. Oh, this is how all the this is how all the rats get in or something, you know, like whatever it is. Oh, a tree fell on my house, you know. It's like you wonder like why are all the houses built like this? And you're just like if I built my own I could do whatever I wanted. You know, what, and it's like Yeah, that's a good analogy, but what it reminds me of in the in the corporate mean? IT world is is like mainframe systems. So like, you know, it's like everybody's always like, oh, let's rebuild it in Oracle and you know, we can do so much cool stuff. And then, you know, they get like halfway through it and they're like, yeah, this isn't going to work. <laughs> let's just go back to the main for, <laughs> yeah. you know, so I uh, so yeah, it's very easy. Keep going, Paul. Sorry, I just wanted to say, like, when you when you have a when you have a thought, it's very easy for you to just be like, oh, we'll do this. and Everything will be great. Um, and it sounds great when it's very abstract and kind of, you know, there are no details on it. Like if someone says like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to travel around the world or one day I'm going to write a book, you know, it's very easy. But then when you have to actually sit down and, and type out like the first page or when you have to choose exactly where you're going to go or how you're going to like pay your rent oh. when you're not oh, there, you have to like, it's, it ends up being awful. So this that's basically Ethereum's just the version of that. It's that guy who says that he's going to travel around the world and then doesn't really plan it out, and then uh, he's trapped what's, with what, no money. What's funny Paris is that sounds like all politics, because all politics is really good as a soundbite, but if you try to write a law around it, it's awful. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, like, I, I was thinking, I've heard, I've seen this so many times with like IT systems and stuff that like what you're talking about. Yeah, it's very very simple. Uh, you know, when you put it on a PowerPoint presentation, but then when you actually go to code it, it doesn't quite work out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Paul, there was a there was a meetup uh, a couple days ago that I went to, and it was a lunch meetup where they you had a you get like a fancy steak dinner or chicken or whatever, and you had to pay fifty dollars. Did you post about it in the? Did you post about <laughs> it in a Telegram in like the dojo or something? Yeah, um, but essentially, uh, you had to pay fifty bucks to get in. So. I didn't want to like advertise it too heavy because I don't like believe people like in people like paying for like that kind of content. Like as far as like going to a, like a meetup, I don't know. I like to run my meetups free, so I was like a little salty. Like, ah, should I be charging? Like, damn, I'm probably <laughs> you know giving up so much money. So I was like kind of like, you know, if do we have to bribe them with beer and pizza every week? I know. I mean, I mean- <laughs> and and so I went to this event and it was a very like everyone was wearing okay. a suit, uh, pretty much. I would say like sixty to seventy percent of everyone was wearing a suit. And then other people were like business casual. No one's wearing a t-shirt. Well, you know that that's what fun. Uh, Did I you wear a t-shirt? So, I was told to wear business casual, so yeah. I wore business casual. What I found so funny about the Atlanta blockchain when when Tidwell started right. it is like the old group, the the Bitcoin group. It was like you would never see a suit there. The second the word blockchain came in, out came the suits. They were everywhere. Yeah, the Atlanta <laughs> Fed, the Atlanta Fed people. Yeah, that's great. Go, so keep going. You were All talking right, about so, the meetup. So Jack Jack Shaw gives the the presentation, and he is the he is one of the top twenty five speakers in the world right now, apparently. Or he was named like According top twenty five. To? I don't know, whatever society. Okay. And um, and he not you know, important. He, moving on. He's he's president of the executive blockchain group or something. I I kind of forget the executives of blockchain. We'll just say that. Anyways, he gives a talk about smart smart contracts, Bitcoin or blockchain, and how secure it is, and how 
you know, everything's going to be done with like smart contracts and blockchain and how like no one believed believed him in the early 90s on everything that would be used for the internet and uh just watch because like five to ten years from now everything will be on smart contracts and blockchains and stuff and he's like saying mark my words pretty much i don't know if he said that exactly but you get the idea so after after i've I've heard this talk before uh and and you know i was kind of working whatever on the side i went to the bar worked on the side anyways i i talked to some people afterwards there was a there, there was a guy there that was apparently a Ethereum developer. So, in like, Atlanta? He, yeah. So, like, he has like his own company, like consults like Solidity and stuff like that. And like, I was in, uh, someone introduced me to him. Says this guy's really smart. You should talk to him. I'm like, okay. And I started talking to him. And 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 the first thing I said to him, I'm not a big fan of Ethereum or smart contracts. And what did he say? Everyone, I started. I got a crowd around me. Like oh, I, yeah. I started getting a crowd around me, and I said, "Let's talk about use cases." And like very quickly, like he wasn't this great Ethereum Solidity developer anymore. But I will say one thing: he was very humble, and he was he was uh, very nice. And but the funny thing is, like I said, I said, the one thing I can think of is smart contracts for ransomware. And he's like, "See," I'm like, "Dude." Like, it's not great. I want, I want, I want to hear something it's like not an earth-shattering yeah. application. It's not that's not <coughs> a boon to mankind. There. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, another person I met there put uh put forty thousand dollars into one coin. Oh, oh my god! And oh I was, my god! Um, and oh and god. like his brother put like ten thousand dollars into one coin. See, and uh, this and, shit makes me so sad. And and then and every angry. and then me and this one guy are saying that one coin is a scam. Another thing that's funny is does he still believe in it? No no I I I don't think so. But but the other the, this one guy is like saying dude <laughs> I don't know if this true I I said he could be on our podcast if this is true. He's making a blockchain that's a fork off of Bitcoin called OneCoin and he's going to try to get listed on Poloniex. And I said dude if you can get that we'll interview you about it. Yeah, he's not going to get that. So 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 like his, as a joke? Or yeah, as a joke. No, no, as how, a complete as a, as a complete joke, he says he's sick and tired of people saying they have one coin but aren't actually able to hold it. So he's actually going to make something called a one coin and tell people well, like that's an interesting scam. Yeah, I mean, he's and then I said, you realize you actually might scam a lot of people. He's like, all right, dude. Well, no, nobody, nobody. Will. No, I mean, no I exchange will list that ever. No, he said he's working with like some like, not like Poloniex. It's like these other like crazy exchanges that list just any horseshit. That's a scam. No, oh but, my god, that's but, so uh, funny. That used to be Poloniex. Used to be the crazy. <laughs> no, no, no. Now Poloniex has now Poloniex is like a sta- has well, standards. Yeah. No, I remember when BTCE was Poloniex the sketchiest thing ever. No, BTCE <laughs> is very sta- like they only list like Feathercoin. Well, no, no. I mean, uh, but like, I, like be, just be based on where they were located, they were like the sketchiest thing for years, and it's like everybody who was puts it Russia? money that. No, it's like it's one of the satellite states. Okay, but yeah, it, it, everybody always said don't trust BC, and they had the they were the first ones with the troll box. But like they're they're the only ones they're, oh, they outlasted Gox for Christ's sakes. Have they been hacked? I don't think so. Not that I've ever. I seen. I mean, Cripsy's been hacked. Oh yeah, no, BCC was like hacked. an old school Bitcoin exchange, which is kind of hilarious because right. it was always a dark horse. So so here's here's another interesting person I met. So I was talking about. Uh, I was talking to this one woman about her use case for blockchain and uh, real estate and blockchain. Everyone apparently right now wants to do real estate and blockchain and healthcare. Yeah. I mean, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. Healthcare. So, so, uh, so 
this woman paid this guy to fork Bitcoin and configure it so she could have her own blockchain. Okay. And I said, why? She, she succeeded. I said, why do you need that? So she and then she and then she says for security. Yeah, for security. And I said, so you can you can <sighs> use you can use a pretty much a, a private database with SSL well, communication, and she, you're going to get well, here's my question. security. Is, is she shot two fifty? No, 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 no. Here's the other funny part. Here's the other <laughs> is funny she part. Merge mining? No, no. Listen, she wants she wanted all of her information to be public so you could hold people accountable. I was like, well, if you're already going to have everything public. You don't need. You don't even care about if people hack your database because all they're going to do is steal your database, and you know they're right. going to well, help you the spread value? the information. Yeah. And, and, and then she's like, "What?" And I was like, yeah. "You know, it's like think about Twitter. <laughs> think think about Twitter. You can see all these tweets, you know, and everything's public. And Twitter's not going to just go in and delete your tweets arbitrarily. So you can have like you know you can have a public transparency. You know you can have all this stuff without having a blockchain." So uh, I'll go. Let me flash back a little He's got bit briefly, blockchain. briefly to the Carol Van Cleef. Uh, the eyes. It was funny because we did that. Can oh. I say one more thing about okay, that? Go ahead. I was uh, while I was like kind of I wasn't like really like lecturing her about it, but I was like saying, "Look, you really don't need a blockchain." And blah blah blah. Meanwhile, the guy she paid as a developer to fork this blockchain is standing right next to us. <laughs> well, I mean, so funny. When did you find? When did you find that out? Like, like, dude. Like, after, like, I was already like five minutes in on like why there's just so much hype around this blockchain. There's not so, really a lot of use cases ha, for the private I mean, implementations. And if, if he's a developer yeah, and somebody so offers him money to do a development job, it's like, and that's what they want to spec. Dude, and I'm just saying writing. it was funny. I don't, you know, yeah, I mean, funny. it's not that's not horribly no, unethical, but no, it it's was like just funny. Did what she I wanted. Would, I was literally telling her she doesn't need a blockchain, <laughs> well, and she I'm, just spent this money on a blockchain here's Dude, the developer i'm sure there. the guy probably agreed with you but he wasn't gonna talk her out of it so he's <laughs> like okay i'll do it for you <laughs> so he's like yeah, you know funny. she looks at him and he shrugs he's like <laughs> yeah and so so yeah actually i wanted to do like i want to do like a like a funny parody thing where it's like because what you're talking about like with everyone's doing like healthcare or whatever i wanted to do like a fun parody like interview where like i am like or some Vitalik-like character or something, and people ask me about my project, and they just say, like, oh, what can it be useful? And I can say, well, you know, everything, really. Healthcare, um, black, white, uh, colors, and falsehood, love. Quantum tunneling. AI, <laughs> IoT. Um, nothing it can't do. And I'd, like, build it all up, you know, and just be like, well, you know, smart contracts turn complete. Payments, oh, oh, dude, banking, tell me about it. People throw around the world the word smart military, contracts like whatever. crazy. Supply supply chain, and just just see how long it goes before people like just realize that I'm literally just like saying every single thing <laughs> in the universe. So you you would need an audience for that, and you would have to do it over time. So and and it would have to just start out coherent, and then start just just it just yeah. ends up being a a stream of buzzwords at the end. And you just see how yeah. long you can no, go. Absolutely. You're gonna need notes, man. Absolutely. I would You're try gonna to need take, a list. I would try to take like a William Mugayar <laughs> like thing and just like start it off on that path, and then like a Vitalik thing, and just start it off on that path, and then just keep going until. And then I think I would literally try to eventually. I mean, where would that end? I would just. I think it has to end like true, false, philosophy, and then like multiverse, and then like, like what do you say? Like if the audience isn't still laughing by then, so like what do you say? 
So uh, you know, like, where do, how do I close it out if yeah. if the audience doesn't get the joke? And I don't know. I mean, like that's as far as it can go. I, I just I just start saying about how can well everything really, everything and nothing. Yeah. With your little well, see, there. like wait, the question is, where would you stop, right? I mean, like, you know, where do you draw the that's line? What I mean. Do you start like saying people, people volcanoes? Aren't... You know, it's just like <laughs> right. That's what I mean. Like, I wouldn't stop until people were laughing. But I don't know. I really think people would like sit there and just take it like the whole time. So it'd have to get ridiculous at some point. Well, I mean, but I don't you... want it to be like weird words like volcanoes. I want it to be. <laughs> I want them to notice that I'm just drowning it out in total abstraction. That this doesn't mean anything. But so that's why I wanted to go to like philosophy they never and would. truth. And and a multiverse. I mean, Paul, but I don't. Paul, I don't know if the audience doesn't Paul, laugh at that. I Paul, don't know, like, what to do other than just to, to Paul, just take a hundred million dollars of the money. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how Paul got rich. <laughs> it's like I tried my very best, and it's, they were determined to give it to me. I tried everything I could think of, and they just they gave it to me anyway. I tried literally every possible thing I could think of to stop it from happening. I mean, I. Have you ever heard the, uh, I forget, garlic parody of what is Bitcoin? I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about, Paul? Where he's like, Bitcoin. Um, Oh, yeah. Candy Crush and Ampersand. I saw that one, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You you, you know what I'm saying? No. No, I've got to watch that. Uh, I like the John Cleese. Have you seen the John Cleese one? uh, I don't know that one. That one's so funny. Oh, transmorgifies, uh, blah, 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 heterogeneity and over the flux heat thing. Garlic. And then he says, in other words, don't eat them. Yeah. <laughs> Garlic Jackson. Yeah. There's, no it, one understands it, Bitcoin. If, if, you, if you watch Garlic Jackson, it, all right, all right. And, and, and obviously Garlic Jackson, you know he's kidding because he says such crazy stuff. So, no, but he does the same thing we were talking about. He starts no, off very I know. straight laced. I, I know, but, but, but what I'm saying is, Paul, if you don't do that, if you just say, because... Smart contracts because Turing complete. People, Turing complete. People will not understand that you're joking. Yeah. People will not understand. That's what joking. I mean. Because that's how some of these meetups are that I feel like I, I I attend. And, you know, it's just it's all crazy hype buzzwords. I know, but how don't you feel like I mean, like how weird is that if you're talking to someone about something and they just say they're talking about they have a train of thought that's cogent enough even though it's abstract and ridiculous and then they just say and also we're using it for healthcare." yeah i oh, oh. Like, a lot i mean I'm i mean like, but but here's what? the best part now i just want to give you more of my money well yeah you said I mean, the magic that, word i mean what tool has ever been created that it's this versatile like <laughs> the oh, internet like, paul the internet computers computers i know but that, computers. that's what we're talking about here it's like it's like someone built like some magical like you know like weapons from lord of the rings or something and yeah. they, like have the power of life and death and one chain to rule them people. all man that's that's the deal right as long as it's my yeah. chain yeah we use it oh we use it for uh, you know we use it to uh, make payments and we use it for supply chain and we use it for we use it for healthcare sometimes. Well, I mean we're it's curing like, we're curing cancer do? with it. We're what curing does it cancer do with, with it. It's easier to say what it doesn't do. <laughs> Which is it, it, it it's not Because it good. cures cancer, right? <laughs> it, well it's it's not it's not needed if uh No, actually I think it's needed for everything. I don't know. I, I mean I don't I don't really know what isn't a use case for Bitcoin or uh sorry, blockchain though. No. I mean, literally, I'll tell you, we're talking about blockchaining and smart contracting your orthodontics uh, braces. So they'll be adjusted 
through like a multi-sig sign-off between you and your orthodontist yeah. and shit. And I was like, I mean, dude, it's smart, a smart brace. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, literally, it's yeah. for everything, Mike. Yeah, it, it, no, it's, it's a bit much at times. It really is. There's just there's there's you need so it, it, w- w- with with blockchain technology in general because you know I've uh, obviously you know gone over a couple times the the Gartner hype cycle, but I mean we're we're at least as far as blockchain as a buzzword, um, we're not yet to the peak of of that ridiculous hype before you know it. it dies down and people realize that you know we can't really do i know you're so right it's so funny in november 2014 (laughs) i wrote a post about like the limits of blockchain technology and i put the hype cycle right at the beginning and i said like we're at the peak and i was like we are not there we are not (laughs) there yet like completely (laughs) you know and i was like wow that's not right (laughs) what's funny is 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 the higher the price of bitcoin and, and and all the associated alts go the higher that goes the more the blockchain hype rides on it you know what I mean? Because you know, it, it'll be a long time. Well, I think there's some wishful thinking. I <laughs> oh, agree yeah. with you completely. I think it's like people see the price of Bitcoin go up and they think, well, we can just do that. We can just we can just recapture all that. We'll just take the technology behind them. Well, and they yeah. like they really don't get it. They really don't get it at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 very very difficult to wrap your head around the limitations of blockchain technology because. The hype is, you know, because it, you know, in theory, it can do some pretty interesting stuff, but in practical application, it's like, well, really, you know, there's, there's no, no practical way to do that yet. I mean, and some of the stuff is theoretical use case. Like, yeah, if you can get proof of stake to work, then yeah, you could do some pretty cool stuff with that and it wouldn't cost you a whole lot of money, but nobody's done that yet at scale to where it hasn't imploded. And, you know, so that's kind of a big if. The Persians sent this messenger, and they said that we want you to Greece, and they said we want you to surrender, and then they said why are we going to surrender? And they said if we if we invade your country, we will like you know kill all of you or whatever. Yeah, I love the story. And they just sent the message back. If. They sent the message back, and the message back is just the word "if" if. in quotes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, and they left. <laughs> they sailed on by. <laughs> Yep. If. Uh, if so, it's like uh, so. It's like if someone gets proof of stake work, it's like oh, if you know whatever. If like we get, if we get time travel working. Well, and that's that's the thing about proof of stake too. Like, yeah, Wayne, Wayne Chain will happen. If even that, even if they know. get proof of stake working, it will work until it does not. You know, and then yeah, right. <laughs> you know? exactly. It's all this entire this entire thing is just a big, infinitely expanding tautology, right? It's just like if we get it to work for healthcare, then it will have a healthcare. Application. Oh, no, I mean, all right. So I was getting criticized by a lot of blockchain believers at this thing, and they're all saying, "Well, Michael, you're all you're just talking about what is now. You're not talking about what the future will yeah. be." Yeah, you have no vision. Yeah, yeah. I and and these are like grown ass men, like 50, 40 yeah. years old, and they're <laughs> like they're like saying, "Like, look, look, son. You like I hate being talked down to by like people that you know are older than me that have obviously gone through like more than me that should like." probably know what they're talking about and i'm like a little millennial cocky bastard who probably thinks they don't i don't know what to say to that but it's like i, I hate that you, dude. no you just spin it back you just spin it back on them and you just say well you know you guys with your superior wisdom should be able to explain to me exactly how <laughs> oh, blockchain for this yeah, exactly that's true but but i mean the bigger the bigger thing is the ad is, hominem is 
dangerous. We're we're notoriously bad as a people at predicting the future. We just like can't do it because where 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 are the flying cars? You know what I mean? Where where are they? Right? Because everybody was predicting that for years. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. But I mean, another thing that's cool about a technology futurist like Jack Shaw, you can't really give him too much shit because you really just don't have you have no idea what's going on. Well, yeah, I mean, basically predicting the future of anything is throwing shit up against the wall and seeing what stuck. You know, it's basically what you're doing. I think there's a different angle to it, which is that there's this rubric of like them trying to make money. And there is actually there's two different there's like, will the innovation work? And like Warren Buffett would always give the example of airplanes. So like air travel has been great for everyone. It's been great for the economy. You know, you can get stuff the next day shipped quickly. You can travel easily. But air travel has been a terrible investment because it's so competitive. Yeah. So if you buy airline stocks, they just like go to zero and then you lose all of your money. So the thing is, these people, I presume, are kind of, you know, for and for their own personal you know, edification and knowledge on one hand, but I think they also want to like make some money, which is what they, which is where they totally like blow a fuse and just, which, which is what's so hilarious suck at everything. Cause, so. cause I, I always see all this. I see this, uh, people wanting to make money off the ecosystem and they go and they open Bitcoin ATMs and they plow their money into that and they open services. And they make a lot of money with well, the ATMs well, too. No, it depends. No, see, that's the thing is a lot of them, they don't. I feel like I feel like everyone they who's don't. doing the ATMs that I know like is making bank. Well, so some of them do and some of them don't. But the question is, how much bank would they have made if instead of operating that business and buying and selling all the time, if they just plowed the money into Bitcoin? It's no, sad. no, no. That's not a good comparison yeah, because <laughs> no, no it is. It's, no, it's an investment. I'll, it's well, ROI. No, no, no. I'll you tell you why. It. I'll tell you why that's not a that's not a fair comparison. Bitcoin because they're okay. making income versus. Why don't you just cash out your 401k and put it all into Bitcoin? You would have made so much more. Well, no, but they're also expending labor. Yeah, so, but so, they're making they have a business. They're making right, income. Right, that's, right, right. That's more guaranteed regardless of price. Not necessarily. Okay, so so they're making no, a certain percent. Say again? Oh, maybe I see what you're saying. No, it's no, like like they they have an operational they income that they have a spread. It's not it's not a fair comparison. Now, you are right. I'm not saying you're wrong, but Still, they can have their own side investments in Bitcoin and no, but still there's make no, their... There's actually no contradiction between the two because it's like right. they have operational income, but the question is, is the operational income they get compared to the capital they outlaid in terms of how much money it costs to create the ATM and how much labor it costs, is that return? And the answer to that is probably... No, because the Bitcoin return is just so abnormally high, it just crushes everything. So, so yeah, but but I mean, so the whole thing is, is the question. It boils down to the question for these people, these blockchain people. They don't believe in the speculative value of the underlying assets. They believe that there's money to be made off of selling the technology to people. That's the difference, you know. And they they want to be the people who sell the technology to other people, not the people who actually great you know gain value through speculative investment in in these things you know and it's a, that's the same the same mentality in the bitcoin ecosystem of people who instead of you know buying businesses and then start developing platforms you know what i mean uh, like like okay like take eric Voorhees. Because he, he's a developer. He develops, but, you know, obviously he's plowed a lot of money into business, but he's also like a major, major holder. And like arguably Roger Ver is one of one of the hugest. Right. And Roger Ver, you know, he he just sits on a pile of Bitcoin. He doesn't make hardly any money. <laughs> you know? All right. All right but, but but just hear me out for a little bit about the Bitcoin ATM stuff. It really depends on when you bought in, because if you bought in when Aaron bought in, of course, it's better just to buy the Bitcoin. 
well, but yeah, you but bought think- in when Brandon bought in, then it would be it. He probably did the right thing because he's if he's charging twenty percent plus, then all he has to do is ten thousand dollars with that ATM and it's already paid for itself. Well, see, that's the thing is if if you because he takes it in, puts it out, takes it in, puts it out. If you he, miss he a com- price movement, no, 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 no. I, I I agree, I agree, <laughs> but but that's. But that's reliable income to him. Well, right. That's reliable yeah. income. But again, that's that that means you believe in your business. You don't believe in Bitcoin is what it means. Well, not necessarily because you're helping the, no, 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 the, no. the, the ecosystem well, completely. You're, you're if helping, you don't have enough of those people, then the price suffers. Well, you're, you're well. helping you're helping the ecosystem. What I'm saying is on an individual level from a profit motive themselves, they don't see the money as being in Bitcoin. They see the money as being in the service they're <laughs> providing, buying and selling Bitcoin. You know, it's, so it's not. They it's want not dollars. Black, they don't not, want Bitcoin. It's they not want dollars. It's not. You know? That's not true. Cause it's not black or white. It's, well, no, it's, I, it's, I'm it's just a, saying it's a shade of gray in the middle of that. For me, if you do the value proposition, if you do the value proposition, and and you know you see it, you you come out to one way on the ROI. Either one's going to be more profitable for you or the other. I completely. There's no arguing that. Yeah, and I'm just saying they. But but you don't know. You those, don't know which one's going to be more profitable until. You, after the fact. Well, of course. But yeah. I'm saying they bet more on the operational side of things, selling services rather see, than the see, speculative value see, of the See, something currency. you might not know about some of these ATM operators is they hold a lot of their liquidity or they hold a lot of their assets in Bitcoin, not U.S. dollars. Well, some of them do and some of them but, don't. But I'm saying is you have that option. Oh, I know. You have the so, option. So it's not again, it's not so clear cut with operators. Know. That's I, all, I I'm, just, all I'm trying I mean, to say. It's not clear cut ATMs. with operators. You got to worry about people breaking into the ATM, taking all the cash. You got to worry about your Bitcoin being hacked. It's not like a free return. It's the same way with Bitcoin. You just make your paper wallet. And you just put it far away from you <laughs> where no one will ever find it. Hey, uh, sp- speaking uh, expire Bitcoin and stash it there. Paul, speaking about people who have been like kind of talking down to me a little bit that are older than me, I uh, I'm doing these dance classes now. I'm learning salsa. Oh my god! Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm like learning how I'm to dance, dance with girls. It's awesome. Um, but this is why I have to move to a city so that I can like. Well, I mean, you're coming do down. Cool things like take a dance class. You're you're coming down every week. We can do it on. The I have weekend. to move here, where I currently am in Atlanta, to live here permanently. Yeah, I mean, you, if you're already coming down here every weekend, you might as well. Do dance classes with me, but uh, anyways, there's a guy in my uh in my class. He was like, hey, you know, he's like asking me like about myself, whatever. Uh, and uh, I was talking about, hey, you know, I'm into blockchain kind of technology. You know, I, I I use the word blockchain, Bitcoin, whatever. And he pretty much was going over about how I was wasting my time. And it really hurt my. Well, well, yeah, but I mean, like, I, was, I was wasting my time and how. Uh, and then he and then he said something rationale? interesting. Uh, the, the state would never, will never allow it. <laughs> That's hilarious. And I remember state. that one from like three or four years no, ago. No, but you know what Nobody else? Says that you, know what, you, you know what else he said? What? This, the, the, the United States owns the federal reserve. And I said, functionally, you might be right, but not technically. I don't know what you, That's what a weird your thoughts thing. on it. So, I mean, they control, does control the. The D.C. Fed. The Federal Reserve to a great extent. It doesn't own the – you're right, though. It's owned it by – it has it private own... shareholders. And, they, and it's actually part of the, the law that they have to yeah. share. It's just – the people just get cash. The people who own the Federal Reserve. It was this thing they added a long time ago to induce people to join. And we still do it today. They get some – I think it's like 6% or something. They get a 6% dividend for like no reason. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Federal Reserve, you just get like free cash forever. Dude, hey, where do I sign up? I mean, that sounds like a pretty good deal. Hey, you I know, mean, what? I, should, I should, I should. How do you, how do you buy into the Fed? Is there a market someplace <laughs> that I can, I can yeah. buy into the Fed and get a like a six well, percent dividend for own, nothing? Yeah, your, probably. Your last name, your last <laughs> name needs to be Rothschild. Yeah, yeah I, you have to be a Rothschild. Well, yeah, if, if you can't beat them, if you can't beat them, buy them. Well, right? you you know you know who the Fed is actually owned by. I mean, it's actually it's it's owned by banks. That's the only way you can buy into the Fed is if you are a large enough bank. It's, uh, one, <laughs> it's a, you have to be one of the central banks. Like, oh well. So, I'm thinking about primary dealers. Actually, no, well, I mean, primary dealers. I'm sure are like on the list. J.P. Morgan Chase. And yeah, but because um, you know, an individual is just not market traded. An individual can't yeah. go in and buy shares of it. And you know, it's it's silly that you know you can't say, oh, it's a family owned business. It's no, not no, a no. sole proprietorship. No, but think about like this: sake. if they were a fiduciary <laughs> to their stockholders, they would just have to. I mean, they would they just, just be printing money. Yeah, they would <laughs> just print money. <laughs> if they were a fiduciary, yeah. they would just be printing money. Funny, right? <laughs> Yeah, you're right. That is funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, you'd yeah. have to say they'd, they'd print as much money as possible to not being caught by Congress <laughs> and having their license pulled. So well, that is actually a funny implication. That's hilarious, actually. Oh, oh one other thing, Paul. I want to he- see if you've ever heard this term. Because both – I've asked John Seth and I asked Krista Rose this question, and both of them oh didn't know. This uh, – the guy from my dance class, while he was trying to explain the world to me after he told me Bitcoin is, like, going nowhere and I'm wasting my time with, uh, you know, this all this stuff. He's he's an IT architect or something. Uh, anyways, he was saying okay. – um, he, he says, let me tell you how the world works, essentially. And he was oh talking God. and he was talking to me about neoliberalism. Oh, wow. Have you ever heard that term, Paul? Yeah, I have. Okay, wow. I'm, uh, do you know what it means? Well, I mean, I, it's obvious. I don't know, like, specifically what it means, but I think it means – I mean, neoliberalism – liberalism is very clear. Like, liberalism is very old, John Stuart Mill, and, like, um, the idea that you should – it's sort of a leftist position that advocates individual human freedom and uh, being the most important thing. Um, even more important than things like, you know, like definitely enforcing all contracts no matter what. So like slavery is like more conservative than liberal, you know, sort of like type of thing. Um, but but yeah, I assume neoliberalism is just like group of people who call themselves liberals today and i'm not sure that so so right, i think i think that's probably the left's you know the answer to is you know neocons or neoconservatives uh, they have a, a specific agenda they're not actually conservatives or you know whatever and then this would be uh, this would be the alt left so 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 let me so let me <laughs> yeah, tell you from yeah, my research that's a good point because there are neocons if i can just say and neocons are like conservatives but they they tend to differ in a few ways so they say like the world now that we have like air travel and nuclear weapons we have to like invade the neocons were like all for yeah and supply side so, economics and you know and so they're like but that's oh that's an old con thing you know yeah. an old conservative but that's the true. neocons are just a little different they have a different spin on it so yeah. they're, they're saying that we're not totally 100% mainline conservative let, we let, let me we'll tell you what from my research what i gathered essentially from my research is it describes how modern day capitalism works in America and Europe and type places. It's a, it's this form of capitalism. It just doesn't have a name, and That's the weird. name is neoliberalism. That is essentially what it that means. And mean. he was trying to describe. So first he starts talking about. Oh no, I, I'm just I'm just hey, hear me out. 
he was describing the education system in America, the banking system, all this stuff. And he's like, you know what that's called? I'm like, it sounds like capitalism. You know, it, like the way he was like talking about it. And he was like, it's called neoliberalism. I, you know, of course I look it up and I read the article and all this stuff. It's, it's a form, labels. it's a form of capitalism. And anyways, this is like a term that apparently we might be hearing a lot more in a couple of years. Like I think it's going to start spreading. I don't know. We'll see. The neolibs. The neolibs. Yeah. I don't. Or or I, I mean, it's it it's just essentially describes, describing it just our describes the way capitalism. Yeah. It, it it describes our current uh, governance model, I guess, or economy slash government. Wow. I mean. Like 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 before before <laughs> before I told you about it, it didn't like have a, a name. Now it has a name: Le- neoliberalism. Oh, it has tons of names. Okay, well, I mean, capitalism's one. Well, no, on. no, no, no. <laughs> capitalism is too broad. This is a specific type of capitalism. So how old? How old was this guy? He was probably fifty. I don't know, forty-five. Okay, so he's like forty-five, and he's taking a dance class. <laughs> so, like, what's the deal? Why is he talking to you at all? He's maybe You're like the only two dude, guys why there. Does, why does anyone go to a dance class? It's because they're lonely or they're trying to pick up chicks. Or both. <laughs> Thomas is laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, why do you go to dance class? <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyways. All right, let's move on. Let's uh, talk about Alpha Bay. Alpha Bay. So is it finally down? It's finally down. Oh, right? yeah. No, yeah. It, 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 was, it was rated. It was like severely. And I Tip remember. Domain. Um. East. So Jeff Sessions said actually that this was a, a priority for Donald Trump was to direct the DOJ to coordinate to take down Alpha Bay. So that's interesting. Well, oh. success is many fathers, you know. Yes, like that's if true. anything that's goes true. well, then everyone takes credit for it. Right. So, so um, yeah, but yeah. I, another thing I thought was interesting, there was uh, 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 Ricardo uh, Fluffy Pony Spani. He uh, he said uh, the Monero guy. He said it was interesting because the cops have no idea. Monero is so private; they have no idea how much Monero <laughs> they actually confiscated from the guy. They don't know. They can't tell. <laughs> they own it though. That's they have it. They have control of it, but I mean it's encrypted, and they can't. Not only can they not move it, funny. they can't even tell how much it is. <laughs> Richard Porter. Well, they said like they know me. exactly how much Zcash they have. That was funny. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah. man! Earlier, that was hilarious. How you're talking about the sport? I don't know. That was I'm thinking about that. <laughs> all right. So one one thing. Defeat. Okay, it was not funny at all. <laughs> Our team was really demoralized. Hey, hey! Just be happy you're still on the field, and you and you did great. You did great. Well, see, that's one of the interesting things about Zcash versus Monero is you know Z- Zcash is is optionally private, uh, but it's default transparent. So unless you do the funky you know Zcash Zcash snark encryption transaction whatever then it's just like a regular old visible transaction. And Dash is the same way, but like Monero, everything's like default. So it's very, very kind of opaque by default. It's interesting. All right. So one thing that was interesting that uh, Paul was talking about was we wouldn't have to worry about this domain name issue if we're using Namecoin or Namecoin technology. Paul, can you talk about that? Is well, Namecoin name, still so around? People use Onion. Oh my god! Oh, oh, oh wait, wait, real quick, real quick. Let me tell you what I've learned about uh, Tor because I don't really use Tor that much except when I was experimenting with it in college and stuff, like just like checking yeah, it out. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a euphemism. I experimented with something else. But. <laughs> but, no, but but essentially, so 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 the URLs the, or the 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 URLs equivalent, the domains in Tor are created from private keys, so you don't you can't really make a fully defined yeah uh, domain. You have to you can like uh, you know get a Vandy address, like the first couple of letters, right? right? But it's just like a Bitcoin address. Not that but, it's uh, like programmatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so 
keep going, Paul. I just want to give a background to the to the noobs. So like that's me. The, exactly. That's the deal. So then the domains are these weird things, and we have to rely on these this like you know the registrars and the this this weird yeah, system I in place. Very very centralized. All this other stuff, and to map the names to you know basically your IP address to simplify. And so like a lot of a lot of probably everyone listening to this knows this already. Um, but a lot of people, lay people don't know who don't know anything about tech, which is that you can just you don't have to actually type google.com into the bar, the you know, the bar at the top that is now a search bar everywhere, but what used to just be the address bar. You can type in the actual IP address and it will, everything will still work exactly the same. You can type in these numbers, whatever, the whatever dot whatever dot whatever dot whatever colon whatever and you can um and then you can get to google you can get to any website like that and, but people and, knew that that would be confusing and ridiculous so they had this name thing on top of it dns when i can i can think google, of one exception to that if it's h if, it, if it's only https or only http then you'd have to specify the protocol all right keep going <laughs> yeah so the thing is what happens is the the fed seizes the domain often and they'll say that they so the, it could be helpful if you would be able to own the domain and there would be no way to redirect to anything else yeah i mean in this case i think they just took all the files anyway so they wouldn't really you know they'd seize the domain name and everything so i'm not sure that's that true if you get the physical equipment they, that stores it <laughs> you pretty much have all it. the stuff yeah but not really. I mean, because you could then point the domain somewhere else. But I mean, in this scenario, they've seized all the physical equipment and you're in jail and there's like nothing you can do. So, I mean, so like, hold on. That actually begs a really interesting question, because what if you like uh, uh, open sourced or, or, or you know what I mean? Like like the Junseth Open Identity Project that or what was it? Uh, where, decentralized, where, decentralized Identity. identity. Yeah. So so where, where you just like. You know, you publicly give out the keys, the private key. They, <laughs> just like, and then like, so anybody could just like at any point in time they could redirect. Like, I don't know, how would you do, like with a multi-sig something with? I don't know if you had. It would be a oh, federation a of Junseths. You would do a. Vote. It'd be a federation of Junseths. <laughs> you would do a vote if that's, if fifty-one percent. I actually have. I wrote a uh, a design for an identity sidechain. That yeah. I think is pretty cool, which would improve on Namecoin a little bit. And one of the things, the improvements I wanted to make was kind of like you can control, you map like your name or your name or whatever it is. You map it to all this stuff, like an onion address, a Bitcoin stealth address that's reusable, uh, like an onion domain, things like your email address and the PGP key and everything like that. So you map it to all this stuff. But in addition to that, what what you can do is if somehow you lose the key, you have you set it up at first so you have a bunch of friends, uh, and your friends can like reset your password for you. So you pick like a good mix of people, like friends and family, people who actually know your real identity. And so if Junseth gave all of his trusted friends the ability to do the changejunseth.com, and then the federal agents seized all of his computing equipment. At least his friends could like redirect Junset.com slowly. They could like repoint it at like, you know, this page as a memorial to, you know, Joshua Unseth or whatever, you know, behind bars or something. You could get the domain back. I'm not sure which constellation that would be, but on my untruthcoin.info if you care about why I did any of that or why, what you, how, how I think it could be useful for anything. 
Paul, I can't wait till drive chains. I, I've publicly said now that I think that drive chains are the are the scaling future of Bitcoin. Well, you know, just side chains. Oh, that's nice. The, the the polymorphism that it adds, the ability to you know, really, it, it would potentially suck everything oh, back into Bitcoin. Oh, can we? Hey, we're going to wrap it up. Kind of. I think it would make. Ish. I think but, it would make Bitcoin very fun again. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'm yeah. yeah. It, it, would, it would. It would. So. It would it would get me excited about Bitcoin, like back to like 2013 levels. See now, now it would be getting back to yeah, cool people, shit again, not just no, let's argue for another no, year. Because because in 2013, try a project and it would have like a future of like actually making it into something that would be useful. Or it and fails people would only and try nobody projects cares. That would actually make it as a side chain, so they wouldn't try these <laughs> stupid projects. Sorry, I can't hear what you guys are saying. Sometimes. Uh, no, you're good. Yeah, we weren't saying anything. Uh, no, but okay, hey, uh, we're, we're, let's let's wrap it up soonish. Because we're we're going on two hours ish, yes. but uh, real quick, Josh Garza got twenty years, or is, oh. is 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 threatened to get twenty years? So yeah, he uh, and why G A W Gaw Miners? Miner. You, Gaw you, miners? you don't remember this? I, no. Oh oh wow! I was I was too young. Okay yeah no 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 I remember this very vividly. Uh, Gaw Miners and Paycoin. So he ran Gaw Miners, which was his his own mining operation, and he also pumped Paycoin. It was ridiculous. He guaranteed a $20 floor on Paycoin before his ICO, before that was even a term. But before he launched Paycoin, he was pumping on his forums. He got everybody all jazzed up about it. And anybody who was looking at it from the outside, anybody who had been in Bitcoin for a while looks at this and is like, it's an obvious scam. You can't guarantee a, a floor on a coin. You can't. It's, it's, it's a market. Right. Unless so, you limit the supply and you so, have that much money to back it up. Well, no, no. I mean, like, literally. That's the only way, right? Well, no, you can you, literally buy every single coin for $20. Well, yeah, <laughs> but that's not what he was doing. That is not what he was. Well, I mean, then you can't really issue them at large like he was planning on doing. So, um, no, it's impossible to do that and make more money at the same time. <laughs> so, so what he was, uh, he was running Gaw Miner, which at the time actually was a cloud mining. Remember cloud mining at all? Yeah, yeah, but but uh, cloud mining's yeah. a scam. You know, plain and well, simple. Yeah. That's the short short version of that. Okay. Is cloud mining's a scam because really, but but Mo Levin had cloud mining. Yeah, they had a cloud mining booth. And Mo Levin doesn't allow scams at TNABC. Mo Levin allowed Paycoin, which was <laughs> Josh Garza's thing. It became Paycoin Con that year. I wasn't there, but uh, I saw lots of pictures, and yeah. It, Paycoin was all over the place. So the, there's two big things. One, they were running a Ponzi on the Gaw Miner service because they were offering cloud mining. And what cloud mining is, is you pay in and you do a contract for, for hash rate. And then they pay you back out the hash rate. Well, there doesn't have to be any hash rate. They can just operate it just like a Ponzi, right? So they don't actually have to go out and buy servers. They just take in money and pay it back out, right? So... Um, and, and even even if they do don't do it, it's it's kind of a scam anyway. Because what they do is, you know, since mining rates on whatever grows pretty much exponentially, what you do is you give them a specified hash rate, and then you give them and you say, oh yeah, we'll, we'll hash this, you know, give you this hash rate forever for this low low price, and it ends up being worthless relatively quickly because it becomes nothing compared to the total hash pool. So so, but the big well, I thing. I think another thing. Is oh, the go ahead. Luck. Huh? The luck is like, you know, they say it's uh, like paying someone to go to the casino and buy a bunch of lottery tickets for you basically, and yeah. then come back if you win. And yeah. it's like if they win, they don't come back. Well, they don't come back to that's, you. They just that's not even what it. he's in trouble for. He's in trouble for Paycoin, and he's in trouble because he said he 
gave a guarantee. It was like a written guarantee that there would be a $20 price floor. And then when it dropped below $20, his company took no action to try to bring it back up. To, they didn't even try. They didn't even buy. They, they had no strategic reserve or oh. nothing. They didn't even make an attempt. And it just plummeted to the ground. And everybody lost all of their money. And it was kind of funny, but kind of sad. Oh man! But yeah, so like, so he was hoping just the community would would, would I don't get know together what he was and, planning on doing. And honestly. keep a twenty dollar. But floor. I mean, it was straight up fraud. It was straight up fraud because he made a fraudulent promise that his company would, you know, absolutely See, Tether, keep that. Tether floor. figured out how to do it at one dollar. They need it. They need to do it at. They just. They don't promise it. That, <laughs> that's that's how they I do know, it. I is know. they explicitly <laughs> don't promise anything. So, yeah, but that, that's what happened with, with Josh Garza, and now he's facing up to 20 years for it because he defrauded probably right. hundreds of thousands of people. I got two more time. I got two more quick topics. One is very quick. There's this guy named DPR that's been showing Red his Pirate head. Pirate Roberts? Well, yeah, oh, right. Yes. Like, like, like <laughs> I don't really think he's the real Ross, but obviously it's hilarious because Dude, he keeps saying in jail no 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 no, no. the funny thing is is he like he was saying like he snuck in a phone to uh right like he snuck in a phone into jail and like he's acting like, he's, like Wi-Fi there. yeah well it's funny because i i was talking to him and i said hey let me give you a shout out because he was he was helping me understand some things and he's like well some people call me ross <laughs> So whatever you whoever you are if you're listening shout out he was actually telling me about some interesting right, stuff uh, so apparently if you had Bitcoin like from previous date, like, a I don't know, six months ago or something, you have Stellar Lumens, BTX and Byteball. Have you heard of that? Yeah. I heard of Stellar Lumens. Oh yeah. I haven't heard no, of the others. So, so apparently if you're People willing to give you up like, your identity, yeah. if you're willing to give up your identity, you can make like money right now by, by like. Buy, uh, yes, I'm a massive Bitcoin holder. Yeah, it, it, if you literally have like ten thousand Bitcoin, you could make like probably thirty thousand uh, dollars right now, yeah, or forty thousand okay. bucks worth of these like altcoins that use the UTXO set from Bitcoin. But I'm guessing you have to like register with their website and then give up your identity to them, which is like well, real no, sketchy, I mean it's not only that. I, you're not even having to give up your personal information. It's just it it creates that they're probably using it for data mining purposes on the Bitcoin blockchain to notice well what accounts are related. So they don't have to have your, your so, so actual what do you, information. So what do you think about that? Do you have a certain price where you're, you'd be willing to do that? Like if, for instance, if you're able to double your value in Bitcoins, obviously you'd probably do it. But I don't, I don't know. Paul, I mean, Paul do, you have a, do you have any thoughts on that? Have you been tempted by any, any of these projects? Uh, well, I know that. So like people would give away. They try to strategically give away stuff to people who are old Bitcoiners or like they used to give like Ripple gave away a bunch of stuff on Bitcoin talk Rams. and Factum sent little tiny amounts of Bitcoin to oh was that to people to large accounts that had like from Factum I mean that's how they did that's how they so did they Pepe Cash to XEP Sorry, holders what? that's how they did Pepe Cash that's how they did uh issued that oh, originally really? yeah they <laughs> that's how Junseth got his Pepe Cash well, there you go. They, well, they gave so it out to the original XEP holders or whatever. Yeah, th this happens yeah, a lot. So I don't know. It's it's all part of giving people skin in the game, but in a weird or very weird way. Yeah, but are you tempted into, let's say, Paul, let's say you have 50 Bitcoin. Right, I have right. no idea. Are, are but you going to dig are you, would Bitcoin you, would out of you, cold storage yeah. to, to just put it at, you know, to do this? I mean, No, I don't think. Do I need, I think maybe, do I need the same private key or something? 
I mean, you can you have to sign a message. You have to which, sign a message with your private well, key. Well, here's one thing. Well, if you look at it this way, so so you if, can do it offline. If you're well, if you're practicing proper security against a quantum attack in the future, you're never going to sign any message from an address you still hold Bitcoin in. I mean, you can change the address afterwards, but the real question is, are you willing to give up your identity? Or let's say you're able time. to do it securely. Let's say let's say let's say that this has no security. <clears throat> no, I would risk. say yeah, and I agree with you that you, I would not do it. I would just be like. You know, never offer a sucker and even break. Like, don't. Know what the angle is? You know, just be like, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, I'd I say don't, I don't walk know. away. Well, you know, and they they may be doing that. I mean, because because the motivation may be just like you're saying, skin in the game of people who do that. So people who you know are obviously have some money are going get to pump more, it. Yeah, get get you know. It's they they a, want to pump it. Oh yeah, it's you a know, I have Stellar pump. now. I'm, I'm you know Stellar's awesome. Self fulfilling pump prophecy. I don't know, but I mean for me it's just why 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 would you want to get into that? It doesn't you know it doesn't make any. Here's my question: Does it ever expire, or can you always redeem? No it? no no, it expires like in a couple of weeks. Okay, well then I don't care. Okay. <laughs> no no no, this this opportunity to get free Stellar yeah, or whatever. I don't care. Yes. <laughs> expires. Yeah, if it were always going to be around then I say, "Hey, good." All right. <laughs> I'll look at it in a couple of years. All right, all right. So <laughs> so last last topic I want to talk about and then whoever else wants to talk Let's about it. whatever is uh Junseth World. He's been putting out a lot of content on his uh Junseth World podcast with uh Dante and Sean. I haven't seen the la- I haven't seen the latest episode. He he put out like 3 episodes and they're all like 3 hours each except the last one was 6 hours. He yeah. said he put yeah, out a marathon. So so apparently Junseth went to London or something and he was like up I did, all I heard night with these guys from London. I couldn't freaking believe it. But anyways, uh so I'm listening to this stuff while I work and and it's it's easy to listen to. Right and uh, so so near the end of their six hour podcast, they they said, okay, honestly, if you listen this long, you should you sh- you deserve something. So they're like, we're gonna pull together, and they're like saying, oh, I'll put in five pounds. Oh, away, I'll put in five pounds. No, no, dude, I've already tweeted about away. this. It was hilarious. <laughs> No, screw it. I mean, I'm compete. I have a competing podcast. I don't want them All to right. listen to uh, John Seth World. I'm. Uh, we are podcasts are war. All right, I'm just kidding. I haven't watched it yet. I wait, will. Wait, I will watch the wait, whole wait, wait, without the whole six without hours, without uh, giving away too much detail. It was very funny. I, if if I wouldn't recommend, you know, listening to it all at once. I, I broke it up into like four days or something. But he's doing he's doing some really oh my funny God, stuff. Those guys are crazy. Uh, one one thing. The show is pretty cool. I like the show. I don't like the fact that none of them really know anything at all about anything. <laughs> no, but, um, it, but other it, than that, it's a very funny show. <laughs> it, well, it's, 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 it's entertainment value, right? Oh, oh, <laughs> dude, I feel stupider after listening to it. But <laughs> but it's it's like Joseph has that effect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I feel very <laughs> stupid after listening. They're but really, they're really, it's they're fun. clever and they're smart. They have like a cool perspective on things. Yeah. Another cool thing is uh, Sean on their show is really into investing into the ICOs, like pump, you know, get in, get out kind is of this, stuff. And it's interesting hearing bomb? about that. Yeah. Uh, hey, dude, don't talk some, dude. What the fuck? Oh, I'm sorry. I don't. You didn't. You didn't hear that. Edit out. <laughs> no, no, this I is on. Undecl- oh. It's so hard to edit these. All right, whatever. Well, All I right. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, it's hilarious because they're 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 um going over a lot of stuff that I have no idea. I don't have time to research. <laughs> so I really appreciate them digging into these ICO projects. It's very interesting. Anyways, um, that's all I had. Yes. Yeah. You want to talk I, about anything no, else? I'm good. I, I think we're it's done time here. Time for Catan. I yeah. think I think Miguel's coming over for Catan, so we're good. 
All right, Paul. Uh, uh, any yeah, any final remarks? You, I can't believe you pronounce it Catan. That's not how you, my friends oh, pronounce how, it. How's but. it pronounced? What's the proper? Catan. We think Catan. No, no, no. no. So, right so, so let me tell you why I call it Catan. It's not because I'm from the South. It's because the National Catan like tournament of the year, whatever. All the announcers call it Catan. That's the only reason I call it that way. Before I'm, that, we're all calling it Catan too. I I think the I think I actually think the, the proper pronunciation is Catan. I don't know. No, I, I, it's actually Catan. Catan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Paul. No, no. Paul, Paul, we're, uh, <laughs> let's right. let's do a sign out on Paul before we do the normal okay. sign out. Paul, where can people I, find Paul. out more information about you? <laughs> Yeah, just go to my blog at truthcoin.info. Don't go anywhere else. I mean, you can find me on Twitter at truthcoin. Mike, what about you? We should all do that. Uh, on Twitter, I'm uh, the Black Marble, and um, yeah, I guess that's about it. I'm Mike21, and you probably have no idea how to spell that. Good luck finding me. And with that, I think the nonce has been found. And I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. No, come on. Uh, the nuts is our blocks no, are dumber for having <laughs> seen this. All right. And Paul, what's what's the last one? The difficulty has adjusted. The difficulty, difficulty has, has adjusted. adjusted. All right. Thanks for propagating. Bye, everybody. <laughs>